That's what we launched on. So you're oh. soft coding outside of the sea. That's great. Hi. <laughs> Excellent. Hello. That's what we're talking about. Welcome, nice. everyone. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. What do we have? Uh, Sarah usually tells me my announcements, and she's not here tonight. So I'm lost in a drift in a sea of unknowingly unknowingness um chat is also unmoderated so be excellent to each other <laughs> yeah be good to each other yes. be good to each other uh we don't have many people here yet so, that's uh, I, don't think, so yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have much one is just uh rainy streams dropping correct rainy stream will be out next tuesday uh is that going to be another one of his series of uh, the iron sworn so he's been continuing uh, iron sworn yep cool 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 so that's I not one of his other that next no uh i think the next one I think the next one was one of his uh, modified media oh, ones. Oh, really? Or nice. perspective oh, cool. checks. The, the mining media perspective. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, I think it was one of those. That, uh, we met a very cool, very interesting person at Captain Con last weekend. Uh, and we're going to do a modified roles uh, episode with her about some really interesting stuff. But that's all I'm saying right now. Uh, other than that, also, I want to say that Vison is a free league game. Free League is freaking awesome. Uh, they just dropped the uh, Dragon Bane Bestiary, if you haven't checked it out. And somehow we got put on like the review list. So I have hordes, we have hordes of Free League RPGs now. <laughs> they are generous and supportive and wonderful. And we yeah, love they them. They are wonderful people and we love them. Everything they say about um, people in that part of the world is true. They're awesome. That's why those countries are all the happiest and the smartest and the best. <laughs> they are yes, <laughs> they're, they're the happiest certainly the happiest <laughs> yeah but do they work 100 hour work weeks all the time without reprieve no, i didn't fucking just, think so they're not as cool as we are <laughs> dies of heart attack i mean exactly. that's why they're happy <laughs> strokes um, out at 30 uh, <laughs> we're way cooler yeah i worked 100 hours this week i'm 30 Capitalism. and i have erectile dysfunction yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, that's all we really have to say. I think. What else that's do we have to say? That's it, I Troy. Think. How goes Captain Capture? Haven't captured Lilu yet. Got to get on that space station with the blue opera singer, Gary Oldman. Yes, yep, I do have to have to do that. Um, Watch out for Bruce Willis; he might stop you. I think, as far as announcements on my end, I do think we wow. have a. Uh, that took me thirty seconds to get that. We have a one-shot plan. <laughs> yes, for our first reprieve from Vason after the first mystery. Um, so we'll do a break and do a little one shot with that. Mm -hmm. um, the game is called For the Dungeon, and it's very fun, very shenanigans heavy. Uh, you essentially play the minions of the big bad evil guy. So, yeah. so that'll be pretty fun. Um, date on that's yet to be determined because it depends when now, we finish the first talked about, and i'm going to ask you this on air so don't worry about it if it's not true but we had talked about like continuing those characters if we decided to do that which i think would be hysterical like, yeah do a couple of different for the dungeons with like the same characters or similar ones if like we have characters who die you know so yeah like, absolutely from, like, so the, cool the goblin to like rob the goblin or whatever yes the cool thing about or one of the cool things about for the dungeon is it lends itself to have a very episodic nature so you can absolutely recycle characters. You can bring characters back from previous adventures. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's pretty mean, funny. Does that mean we're going to be minions working for different bad guys if we bring back our characters? <laughs> like Potentially, oh, or you could, be, or could be like the same dungeon, unless the dungeon Our long and... arc is just starting a union. That's like the grand goal. <laughs> oh, that'd be hysterical. Oh my <laughs> just God, that's at the exactly end of it. what like... I want to do now. Just be like, do you know... 
87% of goblins die in a dungeon, and it's because of working conditions. Just feel like a goblin <laughs> unit organizer. I have my character now. I'm be We're a little bit concerned organizer. about all of the violence from outsiders. <laughs> Bob has it. an arrow in his eye. <laughs> I love it. It's going to be great. So nice. And that's how they have to talk. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh. Pigeon English. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, that's all. Uh, I'll recap since Amber was so good at recapping all the times that I ran request. I'll return the favor ah, and recap uh, what we did now. Job. I just don't remember the names of characters. So help me out with that. Uh, so I remember that we faded in over a rainy gray London and we were there for a funeral of a very cool guy whose Arthur name Williams. Arthur Williams, uh, who most of us knew from the society, the London society. Uh, we are all with the society. I think the one who's been the longest is a year at this point. All new recruits, generally speaking. Green, untested new recruits. Uh, We all have our various issues, uh, which we've not entirely gotten into yet uh, or explored with each other. We were at the funeral. After the funeral, we went back to the society and had uh, a dinner. Uh, the main movers and shakers of, of the uh, society are all leaving to go back to um, the mythic north and deal with whatever it was the guy who died was dealing with. And so we're left here and we have a very interesting thing. Some business has come up that no one is able to do. So uh, we got the nod from the leader lady that it is our turn of a bat to go and solve this thing uh, where there's an issue in a town somewhere in the north, I think. Forgive me, British people, but it's somewhere in the north, I think. Uh, Annensbury in Gloucestershire. In Gloucestershire. And, that's how you pronounce and that. that so, we pronounce it Gloucester here in New England, so I don't know if Gloucester. it's still Gloucester. Yeah, we, pronounce, we pronounce it Gloucester. Gloucester. So that's Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. <laughs> What is that? It's a freaking whale. That's how we have to talk. Um, so we're going there because apparently some shenanigans happened around a standing stone. And now, uh, you know what? It's June, but spring ain't come. So there's some problems. And we got to go fix those problems because that's what we do. We fix problems. Pretty good Turn recap. <laughs> we fix problems or we make them worse or we die <laughs> trying to fix them or make them worse. Yeah. <laughs> TBD, this is our first job on our own without any uh, upper support. (laughs) Without dad. We've got it. Yes, uh, our investigators are still reeling from the death of Arthur from the society. His brother Oz and Lorelai, who are one of the few folks still in residence in in London at this time. Everybody else is out or they're in neighboring towns and villages and et cetera, et cetera, in the UK. Um, they are leaving to go back to Norway to meet with uh, Bjorn Christensen, who was the Arthur's friend who he was helping with a, a mystery of some kind when he died uh, to get to the bottom of that, um, leaving only the uh, Dowager Alma Harcourt, who is kind of the unofficial leader of the Apollonian Society behind here. She is very old and does not go out investigating any longer. Uh, so when Oswald, Arthur's brother, received a letter from a old acquaintance from Cambridge, um, Edgar Longby, uh, asking for his assistance with the strange goings-on in Brancombe. Mm-hmm. Brancombe. Parish Brancombe, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oz has asked you all to respond to his friend as the business with his brother um, cannot be put off. Um, 
They are uh, Oz and Lorelai are leaving in just three days, leaving a very short amount of time before they will be gone for you all to make any preparations you need and uh, go forth and meet up with Longbee and Brancombe and see what is going on with the unseasonable winter and strange deaths. Was there more than one strange death or just one? Uh, strange deaths is in one person noted in the letter and uh, uh, a bunch of dead right? livestock. Yes. Yes. Cool. All right. Cool, cool. Um, so I, I remember... Okay, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go first, Christian. Mine wasn't... So a... polite. Okay. Um, I was going to just say that I remember that we had kind of... I know Rosalie had stayed because we drank and shotguns in the basement, which is awesome. Um, and then... Um, so whatever we want to pick up, I think I'm probably going to do some research in the library. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, mine was a similar note. Okay. I, I thought of what I wanted to do some research on before leaving. Right. So Jess, I mean, Rosalie and Nora can certainly go together if you want to do that. Uh, Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know Rosalie was spending the night in um the Apollonian Society, the Rose House. Um, Correct. You, Nora was returning. Riley home. stays there normally right now, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. Riley has a. Nora is returning home, and Ronaldo was uh, going to stay in Arthur's apartment. Yes, that's right. Oh crap! All right, so you know what? I actually want to have a breakfast scene with Rosalie and Riley. That would be great. All right. Uh, breakfast is served. So uh, she's um just buttering an English muffin and has some tea. Mr. Hawkins always it's has just a regular muffin right here. on time, 8 a.m. <laughs> sharp. A muffin, as they call it in England. <laughs> I think they're actually called something else. Like a scone. Um, well, uh, scones scone. are different, but actually a scone scones. would be, yeah, I'll have, I'd rather have a scone. So, Dude, yeah. Ted Lasso, Ted oh, Lasso, biscuits. the quote with the biscuit, where he goes, mm. it's like a scone, but it sucks all the spit out of your mouth. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm buttering a scone. Cups putting some marmalade on my scones. And uh yeah. So uh good morning. Morning, Rosalie. I didn't realize you had uh stayed overnight. <clears throat> yes, I did. Why shouldn't good. I? No, just like I said, didn't realize. Okay. You should um, try the marmalade. It's actually very good. It slides it over. I will uh, pick up uh, pick up a scone and put some marmalade on it. And I will uh, think, yeah, Mrs. Oh, what's her name? Morley is the housekeeper. Morley. Miss Morley makes excellent... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm trying. To, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the words. I'm also like, when we got back from uh, Montreal, I just I caught something. So like, I was oh, down uh, all yesterday and this morning. Canadians and their disease. So. <laughs> I've got a little tickle too in my throat, Ken. And their yeah. organized crime, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. What's that? And their organized crime. Jess has stories. I haven't told the story on Jess's behalf, but whenever she's ready. Holy shit. Yeah, I want to hear about Canadian organized crime. But, uh, no, Miss Morley uh, makes excellent preserves and jams. And her biscuit, uh, her biscuits and scones are, have always been great the few weeks that I've been staying here. 
Mm. How long do you think you'll be staying? Honestly, hopefully not too much longer. I'm hoping I can find some clues as to uh, to just to take me back home. Mm. Well, good luck. At this point, uh, Lorelai enters the dining room. Uh, she's just wearing a nightgown, legs bare, feet bare, walks in yawning. Her hair is all a mess. She goes over, has coffee instead of tea. There's a small pot of coffee that is out. <laughs> um, she yes, just starts sir. drinking it black, just leans against the little sideboard. <laughs> Looking at y'all. Crumpets. Cernibus says crumpets. Yes, that crumpets is what it really is. Good. Crumpets are really good. Yeah. Oh, uh, good morning, Lorelai. Morning. You seem worse for the wear this morning. Rosalie's fine. She can hold her liquor. Nope, just basking in the afterglow. (laughs) In that case, adds a little more to the coffee. Oh, shit. Yeah, she'll get it. Adds more. Adds more. (laughs) Irish coffee in England, boys. Yeah. I think you have a long day ahead of you. You're meeting up with the others? Oh, yeah. Some research. Get ready. I'm waiting for um, Nora to come. Great. Azza sent a letter by train, uh, I think, 6 o'clock this morning, back to Edgar. So he'll be expecting you. Oh, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) takes a long slurp she kind of looks between you two like reading the the, just kind of weirdness in the air and she's like i'm just trying to try to like not look at riley (laughs) just kind of like flutter up everything kind of keep looking at the door to see when Nora's gonna get there yeah i was just gonna say i can i can show up around this time um i'm fully packed i've got a huge bag with me probably two bags actually for travel got a heavy uh Coat. Oh, you're leaving today? <laughs> Lorelai um, asks. Uh, I'm I'm not sure when we're leaving, but uh, I'd like to be prepared for whenever we are going to head out. Very forward thinking of you. I'll and... uh, leave you to it. And she just kind of takes another slug of coffee and heads heads off. <laughs> Thank you, Lorelai. Nice to see you again. Have you eaten here? Oh, uh, no, no, I have not. Oh, well, have some scones. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, these look delicious. Every oh. time, every time Rosa like hands the plate over for scones, she takes another one for herself and just kind of like <laughs> pocket scones. <laughs> she has pocket scones. Your <laughs> yeah, luggage she's... is just full of bread. <laughs> it's just bread. <laughs> wow, breakfast. Breakfast is really nice here in the mornings, huh? Oh. Mm. Yes, Miss Morley does a fantastic job. Lovely. Miss Morley kind of calls from the adjacent kitchen, and there's plenty of it. Please eat. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Morley. You're welcome, dear. I think uh, at this point, I think uh, Ronaldo will show up as well at the house. Um, last night, he kind of made sure to um, get a clean shave. Um, and a- as he was kind of doing that, he was reflecting on some of the memories that he had with Arthur. And then um, he kind of started 
kind of combing through whatever personal belongings Arthur may have had at the apartment. Um, not in a way that was like Snoopy, but in a way that was more kind of um, in remembrance of his life, like looking at the paintings on his, or the painting on his the wall, um, going through his personal effects, clothes, like if there's any spare military uniforms or anything like that. Um, but he was being very thorough. So I don't know if you want me to make a roll or if there's anything that I may have found that may be of help, but. Uh, his room has already been gone through by Oz um, mm. at this point. This was like well after his uh, death that he was buried because his body had to be shipped from overseas. Uh, but there were some personal effects and things that were left there. Anything very private was probably taken by Oz. And you you notice the lack of very personal things in the room. Um, but you can uh, go ahead and make a investigation check. What are all the skills? Ah, my excellent reference sheet does not have them all. I think there's a skill. Yeah, either observation or investigation. There's yeah, it's investigation. Log- logic yes. investigation. Yeah. Okay. So I have a one in investigation. And my logic is a three. So you roll four dice. Yep. Okay. I got a two, a six, and a two and a one. So, yeah. Yep. No so uh, uh, sixes no, are six. successes. So, yeah. one, six uh, don't need one. to know about any other results, just how many sixes you roll. Uno. Okay. So uh, one success. Uh, you do find... Um, uh, most of what is in his room is uh, kind of the less personal thing. So he's got clothes, uh, military uniforms, his grooming items, um, bag, bags and like luggage and stuff like that. Um, there are a few knives, a collection of like well-kept knives that is still there. There is also, uh, you find, it looks like it might might have been personal or possibly sentimental of some sort that um, Oz might have missed. But they're um, kind of like between the mattress and like the bed frame. Uh, you end up finding a, uh, it's a small polished like river stone um, that has like a hole bored through it. And it's irregular. It doesn't look like it was made with tools. Um, and it's on like a little leather cord. And it was just tucked between like the mattress and the uh, the bed frame. Um, That item seems pretty peculiar. Um, I guess I would take that and uh, bring it back with me to the house and, uh, and um mention it to Oz that I found this last night while I was sleeping in the in the apartment. All right. You find Oz in the library. Um he sort of like wakes up as you enter. It's just like asleep on the desk kind of thing, like with a mostly drank glass of scotch, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Lafroig, if you will. Yeah, scotch would be a very English thing to drink. Lefroy. Scotch. Yeah, at um, that time. Yeah. And as you like open the doors to the to the library room, he like sits up quickly. <laughs> you just like see that movement and you realize he was probably sleeping until you came in. I uh got, like walk a, over. a couple like wrinkles kind of in his skin from like sleeping on a like a like a book and a pen. <laughs> it was probably one of those like overstuffed leather couches with like the fucking button things in them too, like the divots. Yeah. Divots. <laughs> Yeah, the upholstered. Yeah. yeah, the upholstery. Yeah, you know the upholstered Pokemon. You I, know uh, what I, mean. I I I enter the room with uh, two cups of tea, one for me and one for um, Oz. Oh. Um. And I'll uh, I'll hand him the tea and I'll say, um, Ronaldo. Oh, thank thank you. What what time is it? Um, I 
don't have a watch, but the sun's up. Right. Uh, I found uh, something peculiar last night um, at Arthur's apartment. Um, I believe it may be one of his personal effects. And um, based on where I found it, perhaps it meant something to him. Um, and maybe that might be why you missed it. But it was in between his mattress and his headboard. Uh, and I pull out the trinket from my pocket and present it to Oz. There's an instant moment of like kind of recognition and like... um just like sadness on his face as he sees that. Um, but also like tinged with a little bit of endearment. Like the grief is just raw at the whatever memory it is. Um, but you can tell like it, does, it means something to him immediately. He's like, he holds his hand out for it. And he's like, wow, I haven't seen this in years. Um, it's a hag's eye or hagstone. Um, it's made by the dripping of water, usually from a cave or embankment on a river stone. It's uh one of the um it's from one of Arthur's first first missions. Hmm. Apuka gave it to him. Hmm. Ronaldo kind of smiles and says, Well, um, I guess it belongs to you now. Why don't you take it with you on your first investigation for luck? He kinda turns his head curiously at that and says, um, <clears throat> the legends say that when you peer through the hole, it shows things as they really are. Never seen it to have any <laughs> any actual ability, and I don't believe Arthur had either, but he'd always held on to it. Reminded um, him in the early days that the world has more than it appears to keep an open mind. Ronaldo kind of um, gives a, a gentle smile and concedes and nods his head um <clears throat> he'll take the uh the trinket and he'll kind of look over at june and he'll say well june what do you think and he'll uh kind of put it in his pocket well i um i found a couple things last night i just need a few moments to gather it um couldn't find the text that i recall talking about with longby unfortunately but Found a couple things on the standing stones of the area. Fairy mounds. And With how extensive the uh, library is here, I'm honestly surprised you found anything. And he kind of smiles and then says, um, enjoy your tea. And he leaves Thank the room. As we bust in, probably, Jess. <laughs> Good. He's like, quiet. Doric floats. Pass Ronaldo on your way toward the library, unless there's more you wanted to do in the dining room. Nope. Besides eat. <laughs> um, no, I, I was just going to ask everyone what they kind of make of the information that we've gotten. And I do think leaving sooner rather than later, um, if there is another death that is imminent to be done for an innocent man, then it might be better to get there earlier than later. Oh, I agree. How far-ish? Do we know how far-ish the travel would be? Because we could also do some research on our on the ride there. You know, it tells me about the route, but gives me no information on the distances involved. Is it is it by train, Amber? <laughs> uh, it involves... What's this thing? I forget, we're in England. 
you are in London right now. We are in London. So if it's the by journey, train or horse, that's still a horse would be a lot longer. The no, train it is, is probably it involves it involves mostly trains. Okay, so uh, it just, involves just as a, okay. That's, that's probably like a day or two, honestly. Uh, so I, I when I wrote, I remember I got like way into this, like more than I should when I was writing for <laughs> Gaslight Call of Cthulhu, and. From- London, you take a train to Bristol and then another train clo- toward Gloucester um, and like stop hours. at a small town of Annansbury. Yeah. And that is as close as you can get That's to the, the main city. Town. Yeah, before we and, get yeah. to you. Yep. Gloucester so, is a is a is a city. Um Annansbury is a town that is on the rail stop. Rail. Um and it is the closest you can get to Brancombe. So um when I was doing like the longest route in England in like 1890, I had to do one where like someone could like conceivably take a train all the way up to Scotland and it was like 12 hours. I, I yeah. actually found like how long the train rides were in like yeah. a, a travel guide. So it's probably like a couple hours, like four yeah, hours. So I was yeah, going to say it's probably going to be yeah. like a day's travel. Yeah. yeah the train yeah. the train gets you to within like a mile and a half of the town. So yeah. gotcha. Okay. Okay. So like, hours. Hours, like a day's travel. Yeah. yeah. Not including the layover that you need to make for the train switch. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think think leaving rather than later, gathering as much information as we can and perhaps spend the morning researching in the library and then get an afternoon train. Sure. I mean, that means we'd arrive there. Sure. Have some time to find lodging. Well, sure. Now, uh, did the letter kind of indicate how long they've been? In winter? uh, Well, uh, issues have been going on. Uh, It did not. From the nature of the letter and the fact that the the accused is still in the county jail and it does not appear he has had a trial or anything, it cannot be that long ago. Okay. Um, unless the cold was preceding the death, but from the actual death, it seems like the death was recent and probably the reason he wrote the letter. Fair enough. Yes, uh, the young man uh, that is being held responsible right now um, would not be in jail for months. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. do we know? Do we we can know? assume for maybe like a week or so. Yeah, a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, do we know how long it's been since we received the letter to like today? Um, Oz got the letter just like the day before yesterday. Okay, I see. It was it was pretty. Okay. So pretty it's fairly busy. fairly fresh. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's um. Why don't we hit the books then? Hmm. I don't know if the information I'm looking for is actually in books or if I would have to go talk to a specialist and things like that. Um, I would like to do some research on just. I'm gonna do. My focus is going to be on the medicine skill. It's really about um, just like healing frostbite or how long the body can be submerged under ice water, how long you can like hold your breath, kind of surviving the cold and surviving um, ice water and things like that. Okay. Um, You can find a couple kind of, uh, they're not, the text is not on surviving winter conditions. It is more a general survival text, like wilderness survival text here that have sections on enduring cold. Mm. Um, so you can start there right at the Rose House. Um, if you want to pursue that further, you may have to speak to um, like a doctor, a doctor or someone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I figured that might be what I would need to do. Yeah, so, but you can get started, started. with Rosalie and then be like, I'm yes. going to uh, 
I'm going to pop by uh, maybe the university or something. Oz works there. So maybe by virtue of being a friend of Oz, you might be able to speak to somebody with some medical expertise. I'm going to research. Um, I'm going to start in the library. I think I should probably be okay with just the library, but I'm I'm looking for like um, folklore, like like you know British Isles folklore. Uh, ideally, if I could find it for like the Gloucester Gloucestershire Gloucester region, Gloucester region. Gloucester. Uh, well, I know. Gloucester. Is it, is, in England, is it Gloucestershire or is it Gloucester? <laughs> Gloucester. Gloucester. Uh, Gloucester. Uh, if I can find, if I can find, um, like specific, specifically, like springtime rituals, like maypole, like those sorts of things. Hmm. All right. And Ronaldo is going to um, head back to the graveyard uh, where they recently buried Arthur. And he's going to look around. Um, particularly, he's going to stop by Arthur's tombstone and look around through the uh, hag's eye. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's right. You did cool. possibly see your dog possibly saw something mm-hmm. last time you were there. That's right. All right. Uh, Riley, what will you be up to today, this morning before you depart in the afternoon? Riley O'Day? Sorry. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, w- I was thinking about like what Riley could do and anything that I... Uh, actually, I would... Um, I would probably talk with uh, Arthur about the... Oswald. Oswald. You go to the grave also and talk with Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, the... To talk about the standing stones. Hmm. That's fair. You'll probably be headed to the library as well, as that is where Oz is. (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, We are going to do the library first. Um, Y'all finish up your breakfast past Ronaldo in the hallway. What's up, Ronaldo? Um, and head on into the library where Oz is, uh, <clears throat> he's at a desk uh, gathering some papers and shifting some books around. And he's got a cup of tea with him. He looks haggard. He he slept in his clothes last night here in the library um, and apparently got up at like six in the morning to go and mail something and then came back and fell asleep again. Like, you know, it's been a night. It's been a night. But you all uh, kind of waltz on in there. Yeah. Uh, and he looks up at you all and he's like, oh, great. Getting an early start to things. Um I did some preliminary research last night. Uh, I was unable to locate the text I remember discussing with with Edgar, but I did find a few other uh, books that reference some of the uh, folk tales surrounding the witches and fair folk in the Brancombe area, um, as well as some more general text on Neolithic uh, standing stones of, of the region, sort of in a broader sense. Um, those are here. Uh, I didn't comb through everything in the library, so there may be a few more, but I think this is a good place for you to start. Um, I am... Is there anything else I can do for you? You've done more than enough already, Arthur. I worry about you and your health. You must really... Awesome. Yeah, you have, if you, you keep calling him his dead brother, it's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I apologize about that. No, no, no worries. It just, it became a brain worm now for everyone. I know, um, I know. Yeah. I, I'm sorry about that. It's all right, it's all right. You've done quite enough already. You must, you must take care of your own health. You've got quite a journey ahead of you. I will handle the rest. All right, well, um. Thank you. I don't see you all before you depart. Good luck and Godspeed. Thank you Thank for you. taking this on for me. 
Of course. Of course. Um, I have a few things to take care of at the university before I go. Um, then he just sort of nods and heads out. Uh, I will. Um, I will start on the folklore. If anyone else is interested in the standing stones, I'll. Uh, I'll start with the standing stones, and I will. Uh, I'll quickly kind. I'll try to browse the the library a little bit more to see if there was. I may be able to find that uh, book that Oz was. I think it would be a good idea to recruit Mr. Hawkins. Um, he's read pretty much everything. Here. That is true. So I think he would be a good resource to pull whatever it is we're looking for and whatever it is I'm looking for as well. All right. Ellis is easy enough to find. Uh, he's in his office right now doing some papery business type things that go in hand in hand in running the Rose House. Um, but uh, he is happy to assist. Yes. If we could bother you for a couple of minutes, Mr. Hawkins, we're looking for some very specific books that we think you'll be able to locate probably faster than we can. Ah, very of course. Um, I take it it has something to do with the uh, Brancombe local folklore and standing stones? Well, Perhaps I was... Berry Mounts. Hoping to look at surviving ice. <laughs> he kind of raises an eyebrow. <laughs> oh. All right. We do have a few uh, survival guides as well as some journals from some of our more, uh, from some of the menders, uh, members in antiquity who did some more kind of transcontinental explorations to different areas. Um, let me get you those. Yes. And I think Riley did want to uh, look at the standing stones and things like that in folklore, but. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking in particular. Folklore. Yes. Yeah. He follows you back to the library and uh, starts do, 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 right through the shelves, pulling a title here and there. He gets you three different books, um, Eleanor. Uh, one of them is like a survival guide um, about, you know, sort of a regional weather, including winters and things and uh, different flora and fauna of the area, um, that sort of thing. He also uh, gets you two journals uh, from since expired uh, members of the uh, society's past who did a lot of transcontinental exploration one of them did a uh, expedition to antarctica um mm. and there's in addition to being quite a good read there is useful information in there as well for what you are looking for nothing like sciency anatomy biology type of books uh for medicinal treatments uh he does have some uh medical texts they are very um they're very academic, so they're a little bit hard to parse through without a medical background and things, um, but Fair. he gets that for you as well. Fair. Uh, Riley, he in uh, short order finds, uh, he actually says that um, Oz did a pretty good job pulling titles there. There's just yep. a couple more that he would recommend and add to the pile, um, and he does that as well. With your uh, gathered materials, um, and uh, Rosalie, he finds a and in addition, another tome to the folklore ones that Oz had pulled for yeah. you. Um, and it, all this takes him like like six minutes. <laughs> He's just like, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> He's a good reference librarian. He is an excellent reference librarian. Um, and he tells you, you know, uh, he'll be in his office or about the house attending to a few things. If there's um, any further research that you would like to uh, get any assistance with, don't hesitate to bother him. And he also says that your train tickets will be delivered by courier uh, by noon. 
<laughs> Lovely. And then uh, he heads out of the library. Very efficient. Very on top of things, yeah. Those of you with uh, texts and research to begin, you may make learning tests for me. Learning. Learning. Oh, so that's, oh, I we roll a learning One success. Test, One. Which is One an six. actual skill here. Okay. Hmm? Yeah, learning logic. Damn. One success as well. You know what? Go ahead and um, roll a bonus die, everyone, as well, for having both the assistance of uh, Hawkins and Oswald, as well as access Two to the library. Full house. No successes, though. <laughs> Dang. Still only one success. All right. Everybody got at least one success. Yeah. We got two. Uh, most tests in Basin only require one success unless they get particularly challenging. So in summary of your findings, um, Eleanor, uh, your research into both Arctic environments as well as hypothermia, different damages to tissues involved in cold and whatnot, um, survival techniques, local flora and fauna, um, you may gain an advantage okay. in the related skill of your choice. I assume you're going for medicine. I was going for medicine. Yes. You may gain advantage for the uh, mystery in medicine. Okay. Uh Riley, you were looking at into the uh, standing stones and sort of um, anthropological, more anthropological findings of the areas and whatnot. Yes. I don't, did Riley have, you didn't have I any success. I did successes. not get a success though. You didn't get any success. I thought you got only I one. Did. Okay. Nope. Um, you're browsing through the texts and whatnot. And most of what you're reading is just very general. Um, kind of the only information you really chart up is that there are a lot of, um, <laughs> there are a lot of standing stones uh, dotting the region's countryside and whatnot. Um, in the particular region that you are heading toward, um, it is given sort of a broad description, but one of the features that you know um, are the existence of like different mounds. Um, a lot of them appear to have been, uh, they are of some sort of construction. They're suspected to be man-made in some way. Burial mounds um, tend to be what most of the uh, scholars seem to agree that they are, though majority of them have not been excavated, or if they have, uh, not much has been found. They are very old. Um, and the other thing you find is that there are a lot of standing stones throughout the countryside that are not formed into circles and do not appear to be connected in any way, like singular standing stones that are suspected to be of Neolithic construction, man-made or erected in some way, but like there's no carvings on them. They're not part of a circle or a larger formation. They're just like hanging out there. <laughs> and that's about all you really get. <laughs> so they're like solo that's standing fair. stones. Yep, that's a, just a notable feature of some of the standing stones in the region. They're like, hey, it's not a stone hedge. It's not, doesn't appear to be aligned with any constellation. It's just kind of there and nobody knows why. <laughs> Look at this square brick. Yep. Like, we stood this stone. A lot up, of people dog. went through a Good lot job, of effort dog. to we get that rock there. Up. And yep. there appears oh. to be no rhyme or yeah. reason to it. <laughs> Much brick, such wow. Much such wow. Very wow. Uh, Christian. You yes. have a little bit better luck uh, looking into the local uh, kind of folklores and legends of the general areas. Um, you find uh, several uh, sort of folk tales and things uh, revolving the mounds. Um, and a lot of folk local folklore, rather than being like barrel mounds, are associated with um, specific like historical figures. Uh, they're associated with like um, portals to the fairy world or places where fairies will appear on certain nights to do dances and different uh, rituals and whatnot. 
Okay. Um, so there are a lot of stories uh, regarding that, a lot of stories involving like uh, travelers getting pulled into said fairy circles, being forced to dance until death or entering the fae realms through the circles. Um, fae getting terribly offended when people walk over a burial mound because it crosses one of their paths or constructions and then seeking their terrible vengeances and whatnot. Okay. Uh, so those are of note. Uh, you also find... Um, maybe a dozen different folklores about specific witches um, who were mm. uh, their various crimes and whatnot and how they were defeated usually by holy men um, in some sort and uh, turned into standing stones um, as a, like as a punishment, almost like in a biblical pillar of salt kind of way. So there are and a lot of standing stones that are associated that with was in the letter. Yep. Yeah. There are a lot of standing stones that are associated with specific witches who were supposedly turned into these stones uh, by different holy men. There's the Catholicism. Uh, I, you, if you're watching her, you see Rosalie like visibly scoff as she's reading about the witches turned into stones by holy men. She's just like. And along with that, you read up a bit more on like some witch folklore about witches having, you know, the third nipple with which they nurse their familiars being marked by the devil's claws in different ways. Things like that. Is that Colder than a witch's tit. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from somewhere. It comes from these legends. Is everything okay, Rosalie? Oh yes, it just some of this stuff is just so preposterous. That's all. Uh, if you would like to um, gain your advantage involving a like a learning or in, a learning test, it would probably be or investigation uh, involving maybe. local folklores and whatnot. You may yeah, gain I'll advantage take, for I'll that. Take, I'll take that. That's what I'll take. Uh, local folklore. Yep. So a learning test at some point you can in if you can use your research and preparation into the local folklore to assist you with that, you will gain advantage. If that is a very cool feature of the game, you can just like pocket that and later on be like, oh, but I read yep. about this stuff. Waha. Mm-hmm. Without necessarily knowing what the thing is. I, I love those sorts of things. Yeah, it is a very cool feature. It is. Sometimes it's a shot yeah. in the dark though, too. I often tend yeah. to research things that don't turn but you never know. It's like you can put you, you never put know, something right. in your toolbox and you never know if you're gonna need it or not. Yeah. It's like in our uh, session zero, we had the opportunity to say, hey, if you, if you wanted to train with your gun, yeah, this yeah, could, could be an opportunity to uh, get a bonus die during the thing, yep. but you yep. may never use your gun. Yep. yep. You don't know if it's going to, what yep. you're going to need advantage on. Yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah, that okay. is what I will uh, research and I'll take some notes. So that way I can like have this stuff with me and kind of pack it into my satchel. Next to my scones. Next, next to your pockets. I can't read it. It's covered in melted fucking chocolate. <laughs> God damn butter. it. <laughs> Buttery, flaky notes. Although, one moment, I just got to look something up real quick for yeah, your scene here. I'll give you a little, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little scene setting here. So, Ronaldo walks. Uh, what's the environment like outside? Is it, is it foggy? Is it cold? Is it warm? Is it raining? Uh, it is not as gray and rainy as it was the day before. Um, it is overcast, uh, but currently the skies are dry. Okay. Uh, and it is June, so it's quite, it's it's humid. It's humid. <laughs> it is humid, uh, not sweltering exactly the tropical environment, but hmm. it's okay. warm and it's humid. So, um, Ronaldo uh, walks with June to the graveyard. And uh, he'll go in through whatever the main entrance is, the most traveled entrance. And... Um, when he gets to the entrance, he stops at the gate 
and he uh, kneels down next to June and he kind of pets her and rubs her ears and stuff like that and says, <clears throat> says, all right, girl, well, four eyes are better than two. Why don't you go on and let me know if you see anything? And he kind of lets go of her uh, leash and then uh, he walks into the graveyard and lets June go on her own. She sort of trots along, sniffing the ground, um, just sort of wandering about, checking things out. She seems relatively relaxed. She's not on edge or anything right now. Just mm -hmm. walking about. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ronaldo, you enter the graveyard as well. Uh, June is sort of ranging just casually ahead of you. Do you head directly to the Gravesite. Um, I'm actually going to take a little bit of time to look at some of the other um, tombstones uh, to see if I notice any sort of like other military members that may have been buried here or any um, insignia that any of the tombstones have that might show up more more often than not. Um, I'm also going to look for dates as well, kind of like what kind of the oldest tombstones are that I can make out. Um, I know what the youngest one is, so. All right. This is um this is not the fanciest uh cemetery or the largest cemetery in London. Um it's sort of a middle class cemetery from what you gather looking at the quality of the headstones and the number of like actual like sculptures and things on there. Uh there are a few military members uh throughout, fair number of them. Um some of the older headstones are like 150 160 years ago um so it's not like ancient like one of the original london graveyards but you know it's been around for a while it's not a new one yeah yeah just sort of middling almost unremarkable in some ways other than this is definitely not a place where paupers are buried um certainly not the high class you don't see any uh any nobles there you might actually see one or two uh names or titles there um and those are on military members only um okay other than that it looks like from the quality of the stones and whatnot just like middle class folk um respectable respectable place the grounds are nicely kept they're not um gorgeously guarded with like flowering plants or anything everything's neatly trimmed the hedges are cut and everything it's yeah it's quiet it's nice okay is there anybody else in the graveyard right now yeah there are a couple people milling about it's a decent sized graveyard there's a few hundred uh stones and whatnot so people are um you see like a couple um so there are women there are several women specifically um couple children in tow here there look like probably widows or um mothers who have lost sons wearing black kind of i'll i'll just kind of keep i'll keep them in mind and make sure that um june doesn't you know scare any of them or startle them because she's wandering around not on a leash and she's a big dog so um, they don't seem to be too concerned she's uh she's not displaying sort of any concerning behavior at all she's just minding her own business sniffing stuff um one of the kids kind of like tugs on their mother's uh skirts and like points at the dog looks like they want to go pet it and the mom's like no <laughs> no no <laughs> okay i guess after that kind of preliminary glancing and, and looking around i will head to arthur's um uh tombstone and i will pull out the hag's eye and i will look around you uh peer through the center stone the center of the stone um and looking around and everything looks just ordinary to you um 
June uh, comes and stands beside you and she just sort of sits beside the grave unprompted. Um, just hangs out there very quietly while you look around. Uh, it only happens for a moment. You're not sure that you see it at all or it could just be like mist or dew or something. But uh, for a moment through the hag's eye, you see like a curl of what looks like a mist just kind of rolling off the uh, soil near Arthur's stone. Um, and then you're like, oh, the motion is kind of what catches your eye for that. The pale motion of like the wisp of mist or smoke or something. And when you look again at it, it's it's gone. That's the only thing that stands out to you. But again, you came here looking for something you're not sure if you're finding what you wanted to, regardless of what is there. No, I I wasn't really looking for anything in particular. So just in I'll, uh, after observing that, I'll just sit down um, by the gravestone and um, I'll just pull out some day old bread from yesterday and I'll just have a meal with Arthur. Yeah, bread. Solidarity, bro. That's right. Arthur's company is quieter than you remember, but still good company. And when I'm done with that, I will go ahead and walk back to uh, the house. <clears throat> right. Our folks are embroiled in their various researches, getting uh, various places or not getting places at all, depending on who they are. <laughs> um, when you arrive, Ronaldo, um, there is like a tray of like tea sandwiches and some tea that has been set out for uh, folks to nibble at and whatnot in the library. But everybody is kind of in there in their pages right now. Mm. Occasionally, Rosalie slips a uh, tea sandwich into her bag as well. You're like, ah, yes, cucumber mayo. One needs lunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I'll just, uh, I think I'll just sit down in the library and enjoy everyone's company. I'm not reading or perusing any books or anything. Just sitting down with June. If ice is a thing in England, uh, Nora ice? is. I don't know. Ice if is no ice is a thing for that time. You can okay. you can order a big old block of ice for your cold box. Um, if you've got one and you've got the money, yep, that's a thing. Uh, there is uh, some ice in Rose House. Um, the cold box is restocked weekly. Nora's kind of just sticking her hands and sometimes feet into ice and kind of seeing what happens to her skin as that happens. What the fuck, Nora? <laughs> yep. That's People eat that like, wow. and you're putting your feet and hands on it, you nasty. That well, I hope they don't eat it after. Well, they won't now. You just <laughs> use all the ice for your feet. Doing some what research. is the matter with Doing you? Some research. I will uh, also, Rosalie will occasionally reach into her bag and feed uh, June something out of it. Pocket stones. <laughs> give, her, give her head scratches. June happily munches along on the biscuits. Uh, but you, uh, it's easy enough to while away the morning uh, with your various researches and or hanging out. Um, Elias uh, Hawkins does appear at the uh, library doors um, with a handful of train tickets for you. Uh, he's like, the tickets have come in. Uh, train departs in an hour and a half. So feel free to take any text with you that you wish to keep perusing. Um, but you'll probably want to get packing soon. I can have a coach bring you to the station. Thank you, Mr. Hawkins. You are always very prepared. Don't hesitate to write back to me if you have any inquiries. I can look into things while you're away. Oh, great. With a few coins, mail travels fast. 
Do we get paid by this place? You do not. <laughs> Strictly nope. volunteer service. <laughs> yep. This is a this is a secret society of people who are dedicating their resources to the pursuit of the goal versus being we, paid. <laughs> we do get housing and food here though, which is nice. Yes, us, you can always find hospitality at the Rose House. Food, folks. I think I will take I guess, the coach uh, home if that's all right with everyone. Quickly. Chuck have a few things to grab. Yes. I'll ask uh, Mr. Hawkins if I could perhaps borrow a winter coat. I don't have one, and it might be cold where we're going. Will definitely be cold. He's like, of course. I'll get some coats and gloves for all of you. Oh, yeah, that's a really good idea, Troy. Because I definitely yeah. don't have any of that stuff. <laughs> Leave it to the poor guy with nothing. <laughs> yep. yep, yep. Good thinking, bro. Uh, yeah. So uh, Rosalie will take the coach home. Is it a nice coach? Uh, the it's a, it's a cab. He has ordered oh, a coach. So it's, just, it's just like a, it's just a regular ass handsome cab. All right, so yep, fairly fairly not fairly ubiquitous throughout London. Mm-hmm. All right, so yep. um, all right, so I'll take the cab home. Uh, Rosalie lives in a very shitty area, and um, goes into her like. I picture it as like, you know, like a multi, like multi, multi, multi families. If this was like a six family, there are like 18 families living here. Right. Cause they just <laughs> pack these neighborhoods with people. So she has like a little area. That's like a studio. That's also her like home. Uh, so she kind of goes in there and um, she's dodging Ludwig, her landlord. And uh, she um, grabs just a couple of things enough. It all fits in her satchel. She doesn't have luggage anymore, uh, but she just grabs uh, her sketch pad, her art supplies, uh, and then something else that's just wrapped in cloth that she just kind of sticks in there. Something about yay big. Secret parcel. Secret parcel. <laughs> and then uh, takes the cab right back. Dodging. And I will make a stealth roll if you want me to, trying to dodge Ludwig the whole time. You know what? Yeah, go for it. Good, because I have so oh, shit. I have a lot of dice on that. And one just literally rolled across the room. I'll be right back. I have to go get that one. Watch my back. Nice. I gotta pull up another chart. Right, Christian just it. split the crotch of his pants again and threw out no. my back in one <laughs> my, fell my, swoop. My crotch of my pants is A-OK now. Uh, thank you, Troy, though, for your concern. Uh, so six... <laughs> I got damn son. I got eight dice here for stealth. Holy crap! Yeah, damn, you're a stealthy, stealthy artist. Uh, One success, no, two successes, two successes. Plenty of successes. You see, you see Ludwig kind of bumbling about downstairs, and you take the fire escape. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just kind of like gonna do that (laughs) thing. Yeah, yeet, and uh, jump in the cab and just get out of there as soon as I can. All right. Uh, you may get back in plenty of time. Uh, folks are wrapping up, packing any books and things that they want to take with them. Um, any last minute preparations? Nope. Nope. I'm uh, I'm keeping a watchful eye on June and uh, just trying to keep some distance. So like when we get into the cab to the train, I try to make sure I'm a little bit farther from June. I do the same she's, thing, but with Riley. She's a really <laughs> chill dog. You don't think you've ever seen her particularly um riled up or excited unless you've seen uh like uh, some sort of violent or threatening situation that she has been involved in when she gets protective but yeah. when but she's in good company and nothing's wrong she's just hanging out man yeah. rosalie tries to Quiet. keep riley tries to keep june between her and riley if that's accept that can be 
somehow arranged oh, yeah. within the cab. Yeah. Yeah. I think she likes you, Rosalie. So she, yeah, she does. Yeah. All you have to do is kind of hold out your hand to her and she comes on over, you know, and give her all the, she gets tons of, of attention from me. Mm-hmm. Lots of packs. Occasionally, occasionally oh, I look at Riley guns. and whisper something. About yeah. You are, like, you also, your pockets are always full of food. So yes, yeah. you are like yep, her yep. favorite person besides Ronaldo. <laughs> She's like me for real with animals, like just constantly giving them food and overfeeding with me with anyone, actually. Uh, go on. The uh, last thing to consider is if anybody wishes to make any purchases in London before they depart. I have no money, so I can't do that because I'm fucking poor. Poor Damn. as shit. So money is abstract in this game. You have a resource value. That is your dice pool for acquiring things and stuff. There is also something called capital, which I do not fully understand how it works. I just see that it is a thing on this cheat sheet. I have no capital because I am Poe. Uh, anybody am, who is a resource I, four or higher has capital. And I will, if you have four or higher, let me know and I will look up what that does. <laughs> I believe you can spend that mid mystery for stuff. I am Poe. Po, I'm po. also poor. Yeah. Excellent. Everybody is capital, broke, so I don't need to and know how capital works. And it is the P in poor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fantastic. Nice, nice try. Nice. With no purchases to make, uh, you all head toward the waiting coach. Uh, Mr. Hawkins kind of sees you to the door, um, reminds you again, please write if there is any trouble or you need anything from me. Um, I can get in contact with uh, Lady Harcourt if needed. Be careful. See you soon. And you load on into the cab and head down to the train station. Been a while since I've been on a train. Chugga chugga choo. <laughs> you are riding coach because we're not rich. <laughs> I don't think I've ever left London before. This might be my first time. Really? Never? No, not not really. Most oh, of my well. travels have been within the city. Hmm. The countryside's quite beautiful. Hmm. Have you left um, London often, Rosalie? Yes, well, I'm not originally from London, so yes. Oh, I did not know. Mm. No, I grew up, um, she looks at Riley, outside of London. Ah, uh, yes, looks at Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, you're just like, there's so much like he's not one of us going on right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even the dog is watching you like... <laughs> That's okay. I didn't grow up in London either. Hey, Ronaldo didn't even grow up in this country. Mm -hmm. Really? Ronaldo didn't grow up. He was just old. I forget. Thus the the Italian accent in the dark. Oh, that's right. I forget. I forgot. So, are you really fifty-four? Are you just really like twenty-five? But you just look really old because you're like one of those like guys who just like you know rock hard twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't character from working in the fields and stuff. Right. Exactly. Yes, both. <laughs> but you have a dog, like those... so you're like instantly friendly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're completely trustworthy because you have a yeah. dog. Yeah. Nobody with a the dog. The animal trusts ever... you, yeah. Correct. Uh you load on with the crowd uh onto the train. Um coach seats, so you got like little bench style seats, you're all next to each other. Um but you load on in, train chugga chugga choo choos out of London. And before you know it, you are leaving this city in the pervasive gray smog behind. Uh, and sunlight is peeking through the overcast clouds of the countryside, um, painting the hills of 
beautiful like emerald green and patches where the light lands um and you are just rolling on through uh the countryside is very pretty um there's lots of Rosie. rolling hills and moors uh, you see Rosie. lots of flocks of um as you get farther out lots of flocks of sheep mostly um tiny little villages and farmsteads dotting the uh countryside between kind of the larger towns um and small cities that are stopped at along the way uh, Rosalie will sketch uh, while we ride. She's making a sketch. Uh, not of the countryside, because it's going by too quickly, but of like the people on the train, like her fellow passengers. She's making like a like, kind of like slice of life um, thing. And, uh, you know, if you're looking the over back her of shoulder, this guy's head. Right, just <laughs> yeah. like, you know, here's the cabin and these people like, you know, the, the mom was like, what the fuck with the kid and that sort of stuff. The but girl like, with the little dolly. like yeah. yeah, but if you look closer, like if you look closer at it, uh, if you wanted to, uh, and you were interested, except for Riley, because she'll like move it out of his way. If he, she'll just kind of like do this thing, like why well, you copy my answers, man? <laughs> if he looks at it, no, I'm just kidding. He can look at it. Riley too. can't but, catch uh, a break. Yeah. If you look closer, you'll find like there are like certain sinister elements of it. So like, yes, the little girl is playing with the doll, but if you look closely at the doll, it always looks like the doll is sentient and like telling her a secret and has like some sort of like sinister glint in his eyes. Or like, doll's got cloven feet. <laughs> correct. Or like, yes, the mom is like the the little kid that like the mom is exhausted with is like looking under the bench and there's something like squatting back there under the bench in the shadows that you can't quite make out mm. or like you know just like little things like that or yeah there's a guy in the back reading a newspaper but he has cloven feet but nobody's noticed just little mm. things mm. it's like that piece of or art like that i see circulating finger. yeah where it's yeah. like a cafe scene but like some guy's got like a tentacle for an arm and shit you're like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. all wrong yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, but a little that but a little more subtle like you really have to look yeah. at it to find the things yeah like mm. there's instead of the guy has like a, an extra finger on his left hand when he's reading the newspaper just like stuff like that ai say no more yeah. AI art. <laughs> right, exactly. mm. the, the old sixth finger all right uh the trip hey. including the layover takes six or so hours um it is getting pretty dark by the time you pull in. It's not full sunset yet. The sun is setting. Uh, the sky is kind of orangey, lights low, shadows are long. When you pull into the town of Annensbury, Annensburg, Annensbury, Annens. Mm, I think during the duration of this trip, the six hours that we're on the train, Annensbury. <laughs> I think uh, Ronaldo is going to. Uh, he kind of clears his throat and looks around at the rest of you, and he says. We will be uh, traveling for um, quite some time. No one knows how long we'll be uh, here on this investigation. I think perhaps it's a good idea if we get to know a little bit more about one another. Uh, and he uh, he kind of looks around. And and it kind of gives you a death stare at that. He kind of he he kind of offers you a genuine smile uh, to try to disarm your um, skepticism, and he. Uh, he turns and looks at the rest of you and he says, um, I'll go first. And he says, uh, well, as you know, I'm not from this country. Um, I grew up quite a ways away um, in Italy. And I was actually raised uh, by nuns. Uh, that is where I received all of my formal education. And oh, you poor thing. He no, looks at you. Max ruler into palm. Yep. He looks at you kind of uh, ha half jokingly and half not. And he says, uh, I can assure you that 
living in the hospitality of the nuns was certainly not the worst place I've ever lived. It was not the hardest life I ever had to live. And uh, he looks at the rest of you and he says, um, but I do love traveling. I love walking. Um, and June here has been keeping me company now for a couple of years. Um, how about June yourselves? June is staring very fixedly at Eleanor's luggage. Who is? June. At Eleanor's luggage? Yep. She's not yeah. sniffing it, not barking <laughs> at it. She's just staring at it. Ooh, I want to take out my hag's eye and take a peek. But not right now. I can't interrupt <laughs> this moment. Damn it. Staring at June back. <clears throat> oh. Sweating. Um, <laughs> we can't find the body. I mean, to be honest, I'm not really sure why I was recruited into the society. I suppose I have the touch like everyone else, but my skills aren't really typical from what I see of many of the other. Wrong sense, <laughs> the touch. <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't mean like that. The I didn't mean like physical touch. I just meant like metaphorical touch of like being. The touch you have of a touch the- of the site. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I meant. <laughs> it was like wrong sense. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, that um, many of the other investigators and even in their the history of this place. Um, so I'm not really sure. I I guess I'm learning still, and I hope to gain some skills from all of you and learn more. And yeah, I'm not really sure why I'm here, Ronaldo. But I grew up in London, as I mentioned before. Never really been out of the countryside. It does seem nice. Ronaldo kind of looks at you and he says, thank thank you for sharing. No, no, thank you for asking, Ronaldo. It, it's a good point. We're going to be together for goodness knows how long. We don't know how long the others are going to be away. So this might not be the one and only mission we go on while they're in their travels. And if nothing else, we have six hours on this train. Yeah. Hydrate. Hydrate. Well, you have a very My nice kids dog. never oh, brought God. me a beer. I can't oh, no. hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> kids bring me a beer and then they, they just failed. They're they failed. drinking the beer. Mission. <laughs> He's like, go grab a beer out of the fridge. He didn't say bring it You're to like, me. Okay. <laughs> drinking it themselves. You have a very um, nice dog. June has always been very friendly. She's my dearest and most treasured companion. Staring at your luggage. She seems like a very nice one to have. And I'll just, without looking at her, I'll just pet her head, like knowingly that she's staring at your luggage. Her head does a little bop, bop. Huck my luggage a little. <laughs> Does it move her gaze? Huck my luggage a little bit behind me. <laughs> Would anybody else care to share? They're both like, nope. <laughs> Riley holds up the newspaper higher. <laughs> Riley uh he he'll kind of gla- glaze over the specifics it's, it's, this uh this was my first time being in london myself uh always grew up in born and raised in uh county clare there hmm. uh Ronaldo is a you can tell Ronaldo is a little dissatisfied with the ambiguity of your response and he says Riley how about uh you were a bartender for some time back home what's your favorite drink Yeah I I, 
I wasn't like ending it there. He was going, oh. but I was just, I was just trying to think what else, how, uh, how much he uh, would have revealed. Uh, I, I do think the, that, uh, de- depending on who you ask, I know, uh, can't read my own handwriting what sarah's character's name crestia cecilia cecilia, cecilia evans crusty is really good though but it's cecilia, cecilia rustia. evans rusty crustia chris uh i was saying crystalia no it's cecilia, cecilia. <laughs> because my my second c looks like an r that's why yeah. so it looks like c-e uh c-e-r-e so i was like ah crap okay but uh cecilia uh you know, has been asking Riley about his past and stuff. Um, but he he does go on like he was a uh, majority a uh, instrument maker and a barkeep when that uh, time goes down when when the when it was a slow time for the for the instruments. And actually, throughout this trip, he does have a uh, a pocket whistle he does take out and play for a little bit here and there. When you do do that, actually, Rosalie hums and sings along, usually. The kids we on the train we can bond on. are watching you play, Riley. Ooh. You got a couple uglier looks from some more curmudgeon folks. <laughs> this is Coach. There's no curmudgeon folks. Nowhere is free of curmudgeons, my friend. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Especially oh, no. in England. They're like, oh, the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ronaldo says, oh, so a man of dual talents. You both serve the spirits to others and lift the spirits of others. And he kind of, at that, kind of pans over to you, Rosalie. It's and the he says, saddest yes. melody you've ever heard. <laughs> this deep siren, sadness of the Irish. And, and he serves you rumplements. <laughs> uh, Rosalie, how about uh, yourself? Rosalie looks up from her sketch. She's finished the sketch of the um, the people on the train, and now she's working on a face. And it is a, a face that's like quite disturbing. It's a very angular face. Uh, very like almost like would look like a devil perhaps uh but it has like uh she's using green in it actually no it's not because this is just pencil uh so it's dark which is a very angular face and there's like a third eye in the middle of the forehead and very pointy ears and almost like a crown of like um leaves around it uh, and she looks up from that oh um well uh i did not grow up in london uh i grew up in uh, on dartmoor in devon um I suppose you could say I came from a good family, the Bargroves. They have land out there. Uh, but, you know, I um, didn't always get along with Daddy, and some things happened, and I wound up in London. Thank you for sharing. Ronaldo, Ronaldo kind of um, concedes the exercise with, um, well, now these bits of information we have chosen to share with one another they are ours to keep and um these ties that bind us will perhaps serve us on our adventures ahead only time will tell would you like to pick a card ronaldo oh magic she puts a thing away right away <laughs> oh magic 
you can tell Ronaldo is actually a little um his his initial like knee jerk response betrays his um his uh well uh upkept demeanor I guess um but he uh will slide forward and say um a magic trick then yeah yes I would love to feel free to show the kids but don't give it away Let's see if June can spot it out. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'm trying to do a regular magic trick. We'll see how that... I'm sure I can... <laughs> I probably fumble a few cards, but uh, I ask you to put it back into the deck. And uh, Although, as you put the card back in the deck, you get a little paper cut right on your finger. God damn it. Okay. Um, I will... Uh, um. Man, my fingers are like leather, bro. That's impressive. Yeah, These fucking things are right like there. Okay. Um sharp cards for a sharp wit. And, Yours uh, are mine. <laughs> he kind of he bows his head respectfully at the compliment. <laughs> and uh he says, um may I try something? And uh before you like go to pick the card yeah. that he he gets he pulls out the hagstone and he looks at the cards just seeing if i can see what you're up to here sure sure <laughs> i'm just doing like a basic basic card trick for the kids ronaldo will also use this opportunity to take a quick peek at her bag that's tucked behind her Talks he's kind of glancing all Talks around like Uh, cards look normal. People look normal. Just as you glance at her bag, a shaft of sunlight comes through the window and touches the bag. Just ha- pure happenstance of the train light just happened at the same time and it's gone in a flash. Mm-hmm. So cool. Okay. Uh, okay. Show me my card. I show you the wrong card. <laughs> like, I pretend it's the right card. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Is this your card? I will say, um, I'll look at you and I'll uh, kind of scratch my head and I'll say, I'm afraid I've forgotten. <laughs> In my oh. harmless old man voice. I Now like, I can't seem what? to remember what it my was card black, was. But I don't remember from spades or clubs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's something. Maybe that's what I intended. Okay. I'll pick up the cards that have fallen from the ground and just keep shuffling and practicing with myself. Like, Thank you. Yeah, I got it. All right. It's just the worst magician. <laughs> that was very I impressive. leave it up to you. She says, and then uh, uh, Rosalie says, that was very impressive, Nora. Thank you, Rosalie. I, I like your drawing. Um, oh, thank you. You're welcome. I like your looking at the scuttly bits <laughs> under the seat drawing. Yeah. <laughs> You are very, very talented. Oh, well, I just really a dabbler. I've I've been lucky enough to sell a couple of my paintings, but. uh, Are they all like this? Oh, no, some are much different. This is just a little sketch of a scene of life. Um, Here, let me show you some other ones. And she kind of slips back to some sketches. She flips back and she has um, one that is, um, it's a woman. It's a female figure, uh, nude. And she has. Oh. Two sets of arms, like, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, she has not only like three eyes, she has like actually like 
three sets of eyes, so six, right? Boom, 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 mm. on her forehead. Very and, uh, fangs, and she's weaving a web. Mm. She's in the middle I of see. Arachne Solara. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Uh, I call this one the weaver. I actually did wind up painting this one and I and I I sold it. They're staring I'd at me never. now, Troy. God damn it. Um, I've <laughs> Troy. (laughs) If you haven't seen our um our chats, no, no one has seen our chats but us. No, no, if you haven't seen Good Society that was ran by Sarah, you absolutely need to watch it. It was arguably my favorite game we've played since we've started this whole thing in the past two years. It's actually one of my favorites too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it was a good one. So good. Great interaction between the characters. It's a diceless role-playing game. It was just fantastic. And it Um, had boob jokes. It had (laughs) boobs. But but yes. Yes, but there there are indeed boobs on on the on the spinner, as I call it. Yes. uh, Uh, Nora is quite impressed with your artwork. She is um a bit shocked and scandalized too, but um she can tell that you're very talented, and she She's says like, oh, so. They're all, it's all right there. <laughs> yeah, it's all right there. Rosalie, don't hold back. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, we all have yeah. our talents. And this one, this one, I call the dancer pan. She goes the next page, and it is um just a bunch of naked people uh, in a glade, and uh, kind of like dancing around this figure that's seated in the middle that has like a goat head. And uh, mm. like all sorts of fruits and flowers, and stuff, kind of laid laid at his feet, and he's got this like a huge dick, uh, and they're just oh, kind of dancing, phallus. dancing around. It's just like major phallus. That's just like dancing around like, the maypole, if like, you will. Here it is, oh. baby, and they're dancing around that, and uh, everybody's naked. It's you know, somebody walks by, the ticket guy walks by, and it's like, Ugh! you know, like if <laughs> if one of those somebody here saw Ugh. this, like half the place would probably faint because it's the Victorian era. But yeah, it's it's quite scandalous. It's all mm. there to see. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> I think so. Do you have any um hidden talents, Ronaldo? Riley with his music, Ro- Rosalie with his art, with her art. He uh he looks at you uh at that question and he thinks for a moment. Ronaldo can draw wonderfully, as a matter of fact. He kind of looks at you and he says, I, um, he says, I've been here a long time and, uh, I've dabbled in in many different things. So honestly, being here a long time is a talent in and of itself. (laughs) Your talent old (laughs) and diet. I mean, Those I don't know when people those. died in like the 1800s. I imagine it was About like the what? same. It, the, infant mortality knocked the knocked the uh, you know the the kind of the average death of age off a lot uh, hmm. because they have very high. Yeah, if you didn't die age. from plague yeah. or infant you know, mortality, you're like, probably you know, gonna 60s, live yeah, 60s or 70s. Yeah, yeah, it's close. Yeah, he it's looks close. at you and he says, "Dogs seem to like me, all right." You're being much too too um too modest dear she pulls something out of her satchel which is like folded very well folded but high quality paper and she opens it up and it's a sketch of a butterfly oh is it the one that i drew yep 
Oh, shit, dude. And she goes, Ronaldo did this and gave it to me. He looks at you and is he is a little bit blown away that you have that on you. He says, I did not expect this, if I'm being honest. Oh, well, I never leave home without everything I value because I don't have much that I do. And she just kind of folds it and sticks it back in her satchel. He smiles and just goes quiet. Oh, they're having a moment. Yes. Mm. Right. But yeah, you lay over. Chugga, chugga, chugga onward to the next town. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of time for more small talk and whatnot. If anybody else has any other topics on the next leg of their journey. I'm just going to give out some chocolate coins to the uh, kids. Do you pull it out from behind their ear? From behind what? Their ear. Ooh. And subsequently sure. cut their ear go. off? Yeah. I certainly hope not. If any accidents happen, I will stop. <laughs> Any more accidents? You've got his nose. You've got his nose. Or or just you give it to a kid with an allergy and he just like blows up and dies right there. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to stop. It's actually a real metal coin. No, you can you can do a easy little coin sleight of hand with the kids. They are delighted. The mother's somewhat less delighted when she notices Rosalie's disturbing painting, and she sort of like. Mother hen wings her children further into their bench. <laughs> yeah, Rosalie makes absolutely no effort to hide what she's drawing. People are, there's like one guy who's walked by like four times. <laughs> <It's> just, like, <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. You make your layover uh, and go on the next leg of your journey, uh, departing uh, in the small town of Annensbury. Hmm. Uh, I would just just said um, we don't have to role play this, but uh, Rosalie would have just said, or we could if you want to. Um, probably we're going to have to find lodging when we get there. Yes, it's a small town. It's an inn. An inn is a great place to find information. We should see what we can find from the people there when we get there too. Gossip. <laughs> That's an excellent idea. Hmm. Gossip. Yeah. Ronaldo is going to say that he. I mean, I'm assuming it's a it's a small town. We could walk the. Yeah, probably. Town in probably short order, Amber. Yeah. Uh, Gloucester. Yeah. It, well, Annensbury. Well, Annensbury is a town. Uh, Brandcombe is like a village. <laughs> it's like yeah. a hamlet. <laughs> yeah, we could walk Brandscombe yeah, easily. Okay. Yeah, Brand- Brandscombe is not on the map that you have back at um, the Rose, Rose house. house. You've got like a big, relatively detailed map. Brandscombe is not on it. Annensbury is. Gotcha. That's small. It's small. Huh. I keep adding an S to Brandcomb. It's Brandcomb, not Brandscomb. Brandcomb. Yep. <laughs> ah, towns. Oh, uh, um, I was going to say, though, so we, uh, we were, um, we said, uh, the, the contact said that he would house us. Oh, yes, he did. Edgar Longby said he would house us? Yes. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. But I do believe, uh, and th- this small uh, little village may not even have a inn, and uh, a place for us to stay. Otherwise, but the in my travels, at least maybe Ronaldo, you can uh, vouch for this too. 
everywhere has a place you can go uh, for a drink. Mm. That is where that we need to go. That is true. All right. Uh, so it is the sun is setting as you pull into Annensbury. The train whistle goes off, and guests like three people get off the train at Annensbury. In addition to you, uh, it is not a popular uh, destination. Uh, I believe it is Bristol. That is the next stop afterward. That seems to be where most people are heading. Um, but you uh, depart the train at the little tiny roadside train stop in Annensbury, um, and there is. Uh, there's like a family waiting for a couple of the people departing. Um, just they're dressed in very modest clothes and dab color, drab colors. Um, they go over and like embrace their their loved one. Um, and there is also a man waiting there. His uh, he is a uh, kind of of unassuming stature, um, but is slim. He's wearing wire framed glasses. He has light hair, um, and he is wearing a priest's collar. I take it that might mm. be. How old does this guy look? He, uh, he looks to be maybe in his mid thirties. Okay. <laughs> ah, well, I I take it you might be waiting for us, Edgar Longby. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, he walks forward and offers his hand to you all. Uh, I got the letter from uh, Oswald just this morning. I figured I'd wait at the train station in case you came in. Um, I have a, a carriage. You are his um, his colleagues. I understand he couldn't make it. Yes, he sends his regards. We're we're here to kind of help you with the problem you have at hand. I very much appreciate it. Um, it's qu- quite a situation. We'll 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 talk more in the coach. But thank you all for for coming out, especially in such a short and timely notice. And his his brow is just very pinched. He looks tired and just worried. Um, he uh, immediately goes and offers to carry bags for the ladies. Oh nope, that's that's quite all right. I can manage my own. Thank you. Uh, Rosalie May just I? has a satchel, so. Oh no, it's no bag. I, I have, have no bags. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, um, my, well, I have coaches. so much stuff. <laughs> I have two bags. <laughs> Coach is uh right this way. And uh, it, you can see the coach just parked off. It's got two. Um, they look like just kind of workhorses. They are probably as comfortable pulling the coach as they are pulling a plow. Nothing fancy. Um, and he he walks ahead and opens the coach doors for you all. Oh, thank you. Does June do well around other animals? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's very even keeled. Um, doesn't go after other animals or anything. She's not particularly mm-hmm. nervous around horses. She's one of the chillest dogs that anybody has ever seen. <laughs> got it. Uh, so, question. As we're coming up to this uh, location, do we feel it start getting colder, or, or is there like is there snow on the ground? Being that it's supposed to be, nope. Um, temperature seems normal in Annansbury. Um, weather seems fine. Okay. Summer. Hmm. Edgar, how often does the train pass through Annansbury? Uh, once a day. Or twice, rather, here and back and forth from Bristol. Hmm. I think it's Bristol. Yes, Bristol. <laughs> and he's like, so uh, it'll be easy enough to depart if uh, you are called away for any uh, emergencies and whatnot. Mail comes in daily. 
Um, uh, for, forgive me. I'm I'm Edgar. You you can call me Edgar. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Eleanor, but you may call me Nora. Rosalie. Nora, with pleasure. Rosalie. I'm Riley. Riley. Right. Oh, and this is June, and I give June a pet. No, oh, he, he smiles and he's like, is she, is she friendly towards strangers? Yes. He kind of reaches his hand out to let her sniff, and she gives like a little cursory sniff and then gives her a little scratch. And he's like, well, um, Except Riley. <laughs> bites his dick off. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's an intense opposite. Okay. He's like, uh, I uh, have a. Three small guest rooms prepared at the uh, at the vicarage. You're very welcome to stay with me. Um, there's also a few rooms available at the uh, Shepherd's Rest, the local inn in uh, Brancombe, wherever you're most comfortable. Again, mm-hmm. really, really appreciate it. This is um, this is a really trying time for the community. It's a it's a very close and tight community. Um, there's a lot of love, but also love turns to a uh, Harsh feelings and brashness in times of times of grief. Doesn't it always? So, um, what can you tell me about this young man who's in prison? That would be Billy Winchcomb. Um, is a young lad, eighteen years old. Um, he was a longtime sweethearts with uh, with Miss Thomas. Um, they've been together for oh three years now think they were planning on getting married soon um he's a good lad i really can't bring it i i really can't bring myself to believe that he would do something so so terrible as the crimes he's been accused of um and what exactly is i know miss thomas is dead but what exactly happened oh so uh the mayfair was about a week and a half ago and uh I only have, this is what I have heard from parishioners. I did not witness myself. Um, But uh, Billy was seen escorting um, another young lady at the Mayfair and uh, Daisy saw them, was very upset. Uh, She left the fair early um, in a bit of a state and uh, she disappeared for three days, um, sent out some searchers and whatnot. Um, She wasn't found until three days later. Her, Her body was found outside of a a small cave in a terrible state. What do you mean a terrible state? I did not see the body myself, but the, uh, the men who found her, including her father, um, they'd never seen anything like it. It looked like she was, um, savaged by like a vicious, a vicious animal. Hmm. Not known anything larger than foxes in the Brancombe area. I, I, I wouldn't believe anyone in Brancombe to be capable of such savagery. Um, never mind Billy Winchcombe. How is he taking it all? He is in jail <laughs> in Annansbury. Um, oh, the, here, uh, here, here in Annansbury. Yes, we do not have a jail in um we don't have a jail in Brancombe. Uh, the inspector, uh came on down once the uh, murder was reported and the body was taken away to the doctor at Annansbury and walked around, asked some questions, and uh, took Billy in. 
He has not been out of the cell since. Does he have a trial date set? Not yet. Um, the inspector seems pretty certain he has his man, so I imagine a trial date will be coming shortly. It has uh, most of the people of Brandcombe very on edge. It's like a powder cake waiting for a spark down there. I, I fear what will happen if tensions are not diffused. Billy's got a family, brothers, all good lads. They're very angry. And Mr. Thomas is understandably distraught. What with happened to his poor daughter and all. And Seems like everybody in the village has an opinion. Um, we've just not had a situation like this in all the years of my uh, of my curatorship at the uh, parish here. And the girl that Billy was with, has anyone spoken with her? Uh, Daisy is uh, the victim. She's dead. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the girl, girl that he oh, was the other girl. at the major. Yes, the other girl. Uh, she has uh, departed the um, the city. She left after the Mayfair um, back to her own family's estate. She was just visiting for a short time. I did not have a chance to meet or speak with her myself. Uh, there are a lot of rumors, some suspecting that Billy may have uh, <laughs> may have been unfaithful, had other interests in neighboring towns and villages. I really can't speak to that other than it doesn't really seem in character for him oh perhaps billy would have more information where did the girl live uh she is from nearby village of insert village name here (laughs) she's from from a village some 15 miles away villagingham she's from foster Foster, she is now from Foster. Foster, Gloucester. Fuck yes, yes. She's from the village of Foster, some fifteen miles away. Um, go ahead. I am sure Billy would have a some light to shed on the situation, but the uh, inspector has not allowed him any visitors. Hmm. Hmm. Has anything changed since your since your letter in the village and town? There have been a few more cattle mutilations, sheep, uh, at some other of the outlying farms in the Brancombe area. Um, a uh, a traveler was uh, evidently took a fall from the bridge. Um, he is at the he's at a medical cottage in Annansbury. Um, last I heard, fighting for his life. Not a resident of the town, but people fall. And the it's a little bit of a coincidence like... that people fall so severely when another murder has just taken place. But and these these animals, they look like they've been attacked by a large animal as well. Yes, everything I have heard indicates so uh, they were left in similar states. Seem logical that. Well, if someone shows up and it looks like they've been attacked by an animal and you arrest someone for the murder, but then there are more attacks on animals that are similar, it would seem that whatever beast is on the loose must have attacked poor Daisy rather than her boyfriend. I and many villagers have had the same thoughts, uh, Miss Rosalie. It's 
It would be very suspicious, um, especially considering the uh, the cattle mutilations occurred after Daisy's death, and it seems unlikely uh, Billy would be able to copy such uh, vicious maulings to hide his crimes, seeing as how they took place after the crimes. <laughs> were there were there any cattle that were hurt before Daisy's death? Nothing. No. And what what have they done with the bodies of the cattle that have been injured? You know, I am not certain on that. Um, farmers sometimes burn uh, yeah. dead cattle, um, especially if disease is a possibility. Um, if the state is any indication, I don't think they would have been butchered, but I, I can't say for certain. Hmm. Well, we'll get there and talk to people and maybe even get in to talk to Billy. That would be helpful. I know nobody's been allowed to see them, but perhaps we can produ- um, persuade the uh, jailer to allow us to see him. Yeah, it would be helpful, I think, to talk to the doctor who hmm. um, got her body as well. Uh, in small towns, word travels quickly. We should use this anonymity to our advantage. Do you know of anyone? Do you know <clears throat> who the folks were who found Daisy? Do you know who? Yes, that would have been her father, Fred, oh. and uh, two of his farmhands, uh, Rob and Edwin. Oh, they were the the unfortunate lads who made the discovery. Rob and Edwin. Mm-hmm. Is the gentleman who took the fall? Um, is he conscious? Is he speaking? I've not had a chance to follow up on his uh, state in a couple days, but last I knew, um, he was unconscious. He was not speaking. He'd taken quite a severe injury to his head. Perhaps I will pay a visit to him. Yes, it sounds like we should come back to Annisbury tomorrow, maybe hmm. even to maybe spend the night. Here. Spend the night in Brancombe. Hit the tavern to maybe get the local. Gossip. Come into Annensbury tomorrow. Perhaps. I guess what time is it right now? Is it late or? It's like seven or so. Like sun is setting. People are having dinner. Um, Ronaldo looks at the rest of you and he says, we'll only have this opportunity here in Annis- or, or Annensbury one time. Um, once we make it to Braincombe, uh, we will be strangers and that may change the way people will interact with us and what information they'll share. Maybe we should, we should capitalize on this evening before heading into town. Sure, that's fine too. Uh, yes, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm to not, wait with the coach. Sure, I'm following or, what you're saying. He's saying, Troy. Stay, we're in Annansbury right now. He's saying yep. to go and follow talk up to the on the leads here. In Annansbury now before getting okay. to Branscombe and then do Branscombe the more. Okay, mm, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We I'll might not be you. able to get into the prison and stuff at seven o'clock at night or try to, but like, right, we can check. Day. We can check. I'm not even using your own. Do they have a inn here as well? I'm assuming Annensbury is a larger yes, village. Yes, Annens- Annensbury bigger than, has... Than they probably do, but we're all poor. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Annensbury has like uh, three or four inns probably. Okay. It's got a couple and a couple more taverns on top of that. Right. Although I guess Ronaldo is used to maybe even Rosalie is like used to figuring shit out on the street. 
it's like summer um, out. So should we not where we're going? Should we divide no, and conquer in. to yeah. get more information while we still have a little bit of light? Well, who do we want to talk to here? Uh, the the officer, Billy, the doctor, the officer, the doctor, and uh, the patient is here as well. Is an anesthesiary. Mm-hmm. So the doctor probably has both the patient mm. as well. Uh, presumably, I don't know. Uh, I'm certainly willing to go talk to try to get in to see Billy. Uh, maybe we can go two and two. Very well. Um, Edgar uh, turns the coach around and kind of parks it off of a just a little street that doesn't have a lot of clutter or anything on it. Um, he's like, if there's anything I could do to help, I'm happy to come with you. If you think um, my presence will would be of assistance, or I will wait with the coach. Help us get in to see Billy. I I would suggest that he goes with probably the officer. Hmm. Would not describe my relationship as warm or friendly with the inspector, but it's not adversarial either. He does know me. What's Are you name? more friendly with the uh, doctor? Uh, a bit. I would say I'm a bit more familiar with um, the doctor. Yes. And what what is the inspector's uh, name? Names? <clears throat> the inspector is uh, Inspector Robert. Where is your last name? Yes, just Robert. Just Robert. <laughs> and he's a painter on the side. Inspector Not that Robert. 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 Bobby Robert. It's Robert Robertson. Yeah. It is Robert. Robert. Wrong person. I've got like little sidebars for like everybody. Yes, it is Inspector Robert Banks. He is the uh, inspector who has led the investigation into Daisy's murder and ordered the arrest of Billy Richcomb. Any relation to Agent, Agent Cody Banks? Oh, I love those movies. None known. And uh, the local doctor in Annensbury is Dr. Cuthbert uh, Mellors. Cuthbert Mellows. Mellors. Mellors. Cuthbert Mellors. Perhaps Riley and I can head to the hospital to see. I would prefer to see the inspector. I have spent more than enough time with doctors. Oh, sure. I will. I will head towards um, speaking with the uh, inspector banks as well. And Ed, Edgar, you can uh, travel with us if you would like, if you feel your presence may be of assistance. Uh, he hesitates just a moment and you can tell he's he's looking at how uh, all of the men are going off on one quest, leaving all of the women on the other. But he has the grace to not question it. He like, hesitates for a moment, like, I should offer my assistance to the ladies. Then he's like. And he sort I of like assure you, they're far more says, capable than we are. <laughs> uh, very well. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the uh, blades in the dark effect. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Please you're come gonna, with us. We are done. You're going to be choking die. on a potato, like <laughs> fucking dying. <laughs> the doctor's uh, over here yes. giving you the Heimlich because you've swallowed a whole sweet potato. <laughs> Aww, he's Still a doctor in the house. Uh, he nods and he says, uh, of course, I'm happy to accompany you. Um, and then he turns to... Uh, Nora and Rosalie, and he says, uh, the jail is that building just down there, and we are headed to that cottage over there. It's not really a hospital in Edensbury, but the doctor has uh, some rooms set aside for a medical ward. Mm. Wonderful. Uh, Thank you. Anything? We will be down there. Thank you, Edgar. And we can meet back at 
the train station, in, I think. In coach. The coach? <laughs> yep. <Okay>. Yes. <coughs> Fuck, I'm choking on spit. <laughs> Give me a second, guys. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> grab, an, grab an English biscuit to soak <laughs> all of this. <laughs> the sweet potato. Suck all of the spit me. out of your mouth. <laughs> the fucking sweet potato. <laughs> you literally just talk about that scene and you start coughing. Yeah. Pause it. <laughs> Fuck. I'm surprised, Rosalie, that you didn't want to go hear or see the body. Uh, in due time. In due time. I would, um, well, let's just say I've spent a lot of time with doctors. Not as much with the police. Who wants to go first, scene-wise? How vague. Oh, cool. You good? You good, Jess? I'm I'm fine with going Going right first? Now. Okay, sure. Hey, Rock. <clears throat> All right. Oh yeah, brother. I know you. You, you usually don't, Jess. I know. <laughs> you're rolling with Christian now. This is how I roll. Head first. Okay. Okay. Um. So, my plan here is, um, look, he's a man of some importance in a small little town. So we just need to charm his little ego, and we'll get what we want. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Nora has have, never appealed to the ego of somebody. She's a fucking magician. That's all they do. I know. Nora, for no reason at all, where have you left your luggage? Oh, I have it. Like, I've left my large bag uh, in the, like, the carriage. Uh, and I've taken my small satchel with me. All right. First if rule I of being poor. Don't never have stuff. anything worth stealing. stealing. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have the only thing I own, which is everything I own is in my satchel. So that's easy. Except yeah. for the biscuits and scones that are in your pockets. Correct. <laughs> Very deep pockets on these Victorian dresses. You just leave a trail of crumbs in your wake. Yep. <laughs> we want to get kidnapped and just leave crumbs for everyone to follow <laughs> actual crumbs. <laughs> All right. The Annensbury Police Station is a small building close to the center of the town. Um, the post office is on one side and there's a small bank on the other. All the buildings are made out of um, a kind of sun-bleached sandstone uh, that is uh, weathered to a pale gray. Um, you approach the police station. The front door is, um, it's actually propped open right now. It's summer and they're getting some of the cool night air in there. Um. So you enter the station and uh, you come into like just a little kind of reception room. There is an officer uh, sitting at a wooden counter um, who looks up as you enter and he says, uh, good evening, ladies. Uh, what can I do for you? Good evening. Uh, my name is Rosalie. This is my associate, Nora, and we are journalists. And uh, we've heard of... Uh, well, as soon extraordinary... as you say journalist, his face gets tight. <laughs> we've heard of quite an extraordinary story here. We're wondering if you could help us. What is your question exactly? Well, we've heard of what happened in the town, the uh, in um, Brancombe, and we would like to, uh, you know, write a story of uh, this horrible murder and the brave police officers who solved the investigation. Were you the <laughs> investigating officer? He says, I was not, and that investigation is still open. We are not taking any questions. We are not doing any interviews. Oh, that's quite a shame. Surely we've come quite a long way. I, I surely you could help us. I mean, it's quite a quite a long, hard train ride up here. And um well, I'd hate to return home empty-handed. You can go ahead and make a manipulation test. Um this manipulation test is challenging. You need more than one success. So I need two, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> 
I guess I will. I don't know if I'm much help right now, really, actually. I, feel like, I only got one. I only yeah. got one. I just, right. I just bosom. Yeah. Just is like. It's an extra no, dice. I only got I, one. We'll just smile. As you're talking, you get the distinct impression, and Eleanor, you too, especially because you are more observing this conversation, that the journalist angle was the wrong angle. Damn. <laughs> yep. Was the wrong angle. He's like, well, I'm sorry to inform you and sorry you've wasted a trip, but uh, there won't be any interviews or questions until the case is further along or resolved. Uh, there are a couple of ins. I recommend the. I recommend the. <laughs> A fucking in name. Uh, so English names the all have like weird names. So it could be like, no, it could be like the, the duck and like, like the fucking duck and broom in. They all have like those weird names. Uh, the so. duck. The, the, the monkey yeah. duck. The, yes. Perfect. We'll take it. Love it, Troy. The muddy duck. The, the mucky, mucky duck. The mucky duck. The mucky it is duck. a great Frozen. British restaurant in uh, Iowa, actually. Ah, um, nice. He says, I recommend the mucky duck in. Um, it's a pretty safe establishment. The proprietor's a good man. You can get some rest and lodging there and train will be by in the morning I, i'm, I'm sorry what is, yes what is your name I'm sergeant jack worrell ah, sergeant jack and you just always do everything you're told all the time sergeant jack Jesus Christ. Rosalie. <laughs> he's like well sometimes they do the telling for officers who don't have sergeant in front of their names and sometimes they do the listening for officers that have inspector or captain in front of their names it's how chain of command generally works um, do be sure to stop by if there are any crimes to be reported. But um, well, it's getting dark, and I think you best be on your way. Well, I wouldn't want anything to happen to us, Rosalie, Sergeant Correct. World, Sergeant World, please. Annensbury is a safe town. Ish. <laughs> I mean, no, I got here. it is a safe town with all of the the police work that is here, Sergeant World. Please, please. <laughs> I apologize for my colleague, but that that was a lie. We are not journalists here. Oh God, <laughs> what mm. is happening? Miss Nora, a... Eleanor. Miss Eleanor, you are not the first journalists to have caught wind of I the am... events in Brandcombe and come sniffing around here. Uh, you would not be the first journalists to then lie about being journalists after being denied an interview. Very well. Do you suggest you move along for the evening? Get some lodging. Have a good night. I will let the inspector know you stopped by. Yes. Yes, if you could. And he kind of scribbles down Eleanor on a piece of paper. <laughs> we Riley, will head out you, then. What do you think the chances are that the hospital is more receptive to dying you sick people Jess. than the, than Roughly, the jail I really is wish to you journalists? Would have, <laughs> I wish you have run that by me before we both <laughs> walked journalist. into this establishment. Oh, we have freedom of press in this country. I don't understand. Uh, yes, but it should have failed. Then now both of us couldn't go in here. And like I could have said, I've been a juggler. Yeah, here to juggle for people on death row. <laughs> Maybe you could magic us inside. I really wish you. <laughs> Maybe you could magic us. In general, though, it would be nice to run a plan by me before you just bring it out of the blue. I will keep that you in caught mind. caught me I by apologize. surprise. Did you have a plan? Uh, yes, I was going to just talk to him as a normal person. That's a ridiculous plan. That would have never worked. <laughs> well, this one certainly didn't. Yes, but mine had a better chance. 
Well, agree to disagree, I'm afraid. One of them has actually been proven wrong. You know, fair, fair, Nora. I um, I apologize. I'm just used to mostly doing things on my own. So in the future, I will consider your input. Thank you. You it's... did, however, glean useful information that the monkey duck is where people go to get murdered and robbed. <laughs> um, that well, one review we... of that parking lot that we should have listened to. Well, if you want your if you want your vehicle to be vandalized, stolen, this is the place to do it. <laughs> did that really happen to you guys? Yeah, yeah. It Holy is a shit. shame, though. I mean, it would have been nice to talk to Billy. Or actually learn more of what they, who they've talked to thus far and what information they have. Sounds like they're clamped down pretty tight. But we do have a lead for this restaurant. Maybe we can find some loose tongues there. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> the man will see a while. Strike Go and find the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Is 18 the legal age in London at this time period? Or would the parents be involved in his um, incarceration process? I feel like it's a weird question. Older older teens, like 16, 17, 18, they're still, they're they're youths, you know, like the parents are still looking after them and stuff. Um, A lot of them do have like jobs. um, Hmm. Depending on their social (laughs) class, they may be married. Um, but it's it's similar. I don't know if there was like a legal age of majority established at this time or not. Um, no idea. Well, like, I'm just I'm only curious for like they said no one was able to talk to Billy. I'm wondering if the parents would be an exception to that. Like, no, there's probably not any sort of a legal rights at Billy's age to like have a parent present that sort of barrister type thing. Um, age, the inspector is just keeping enough. people yeah. away from his so suspect. We have, we have uh, Cernibus who is English, which makes him. Oh. Much more of an expert than any of us. Uh, who says the age of majority is 21? Right now wow. or back in a... He says was. He says was. So I'm assuming was. that that would be back, wow. back yonder. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. shit. Um, all right. Good to know. Um, hmm. Just the same, though. Like you would you would Australian. not suspect that this is... um. Like there's a, if there were way. a legal loophole, you would need to get a barrister to excise it. This is just the captain, the uh, inspector throwing his weight around in a small town sort of thing. Right. <clears throat> Good to know, though. Thanks, Sonobas. Thank you. <laughs> Gentlemen, you're like still walking to the doctor's house when the ladies come out of the fucking, <laughs> out of the fucking, uh, you literally like, see us walk in and office. walk right out. <laughs> They're just bickering. <laughs> Classic. You screwed everything up, Jess. Me? Well, it seems that went well. Let's focus on the task at hand, Riley. I'm sure we'll get some information. Yeah, hopefully we have uh, more success uh, with the doctor. Hmm. Uh, Edgar leads the way and gives a knock on the... Uh, on the front door. Uh, after a moment, uh, a young woman answers the door. She's wearing like a nurse's uniform. And she's like, oh, uh, hmm, I actually don't know the title of a church curate. Would it be father? Probably not. Daddy. Cast. <laughs> oh, daddy. <laughs> Fuck. I hate it. <laughs> Maybe uh, just curator. Curate. 
curate. curate. Yeah, just curate. curate. Oh, yeah. We're going to go with that. I don't know what the actual like address for a curate in a small parish would be. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he's not a vicar. He's just yeah, vicar a curate. Is right? yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's like I a guess. step Wait, below. Are you vicar? talking about Edgar? Yeah. yeah. Edgar signed his letter curate of parish Brancombe. Yeah, I, I just don't know if there's um like yeah, like a like a like a like priest a is called father. Yeah. Like it a probably term of, is if there's curate. a separate term of address or if it's just curate. It's probably just yeah, curate. church stuff. <laughs> uh, she opens it and she says, "Oh, uh, curate, um, how can I help you? Is there is there emergency? Should I fetch the doctor?" Uh, and Edgar says, "No, no, that that won't be necessary. I'm uh just here with some friends. We wanted to follow up on uh the." The traveler that had taken a tumble over the bridge. And she says, Ah, it is uh it's a little bit late, curate. And he says, I know. I was just um I was in town at the train station picking up my my colleagues here, and well, they're going to help do some investigating around the town. And um thought it might be prudent to check in on the traveler. She just sort of looks at you all and she's like, mm-hmm. perhaps, uh, I think you, you'd be better off coming back in the morning and the doctor might be a little more available. And you can tell that she's going to need a little more persuading if you are to get in tonight or a different angle. Uh, Edgar is stammering a little bit. He's being very polite. And Riley, uh, he's already got the scent that she is stronger than him. and <laughs> She's exercising <yeah>. authority. <laughs> What uh? What do you have for your manipulation? I only have my uh attribute, which is a four. Okay, so, so. I've got seven. Okay, hot damn! I yeah. I, I, damn. I, fig- I figured Ronaldo would be a, a better talky two person than uh Riley would be. I'm more of the observer, trying to figure stuff out and put pieces together type of individual. Um. I uh I kind of uh at that point I'll speak up and I'll say um miss uh we truly mean to be no bother um I am sure that the doctor uh and yourself are very busy um with your patients um we s- simply by being able to um perhaps even just observe the they, they use the word traveler right mm-hmm. The traveler um, that had the tragic accident um, could be helpful. I do have a small degree of medical training for my travels. um, And uh, I promise we would be just a couple of flies on the wall. And uh, besides, uh, June here seems to bring company to those that are in distress. And I kind of give June a pat. Uh, June has... um... Her kind of normal, just sort of casual, chill demeanor is a little bit different right now. She's not on edge, um, but she is alert. Her ears are forward, and she's like looking into the into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and make a manipulation test. This obvious hobo shows up saying he has medical training. I mean, he's wearing, he's wearing clothes that uh, that Hawkins gave him. So, and I'm clean shaven. And I'm clean shaven. He's gonna shave and a good night's rest. And I didn't lie. I survived for 54 years. That means I have medical training. That is true. Um, That is true. Have you tried putting potato on it? What what does it (laughs) to aid? Mm. 
Uh, I think do I, uh, CGS, this is why we I only remember the year zero rules for aiding as it pertains to mutant. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, I got a plus sixes. 10 manipulation. Well, hot damn, two sixes will get. Yes. Well, oh shit, I uh, you do it. The uh, Riley would uh, would say six. Uh, as well, just like okay. I was like not. I was not aiding. <laughs> I specifically said I wasn't aiding. I was like yeah. I'm not helpful uh, in this situation. He would add. He would add in that, uh, and maybe a fresh pair of eyes. And a fresh pair of eyes never hurt uh, to see if to overcome some struggles. Uh, she takes a moment longer and kind of fixes each of you for a few moments with her. Discerning, discerning uh, stare, and then she kind of looks at the dog again. She smiles a little bit. And she says, I will let the doctor know that you are here and see if he is up to escorting you to the patient. Thank you, Miss... Uh, Jane. Jane. Thank you, Jane. Good job, guys. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Way not uh, to fuck she up, uh, shuts the door for a moment and she heads inside... Um. June has her ears perked up again. She sort of does a little, little kind of shifting of weight from one part to the other. She's not exactly pacing, but she looks like she wants to go in. Mm. Also, Cernibus is also coming in clutch uh, with us for us again. Uh, curates are addressed as reverends. Oh. Reverend, thank Reverend. you so much. Oh my Damn, god, son. you are a yes. I feel like would anybody like to make a learning test to 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 just consult um what was the name again? <laughs> With a successful learning test, you may ask Cernivus three questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I love it. Reverend, perfect. I'll write that down. Thank you. Um, she's gone about. Five minutes, and when she returns, uh, who you assume is the doctor is with her. Um, she opens the door again, and she's uh, like, uh, "This is <laughs> scrolling through NPCs, Doctor uh, Doctor Miller's. Uh, this is Doctor Acula. Doctor Acula. <laughs> shit, that was from the first. <laughs> this is a. Uh, she's like a. Uh, this is Doctor Miller's. Um." Millers, Mellors, M-E-L-L-O-R-S. Wait a minute, wasn't the other guy's name Mellor? This no, this is the same doctor, Doctor oh, yeah, yeah. Mellors. The doctor that he had talked about. Yeah. Um, the doctor is a uh, he is a older gentleman. He's probably in his fifties. Uh, bald Hell on yeah. the top, you know. Um, well groomed beard and mustache. Some glasses on a sharp nose. Um outfit is well put together he's not wearing um any sort of scrubs or coveralls at this time he was probably taking dinner or winding down for the evening um but he kind of looks at each of you and then he looks at edgar and he's like reverend um i suppose uh can spare a few minutes if you'd like to see the traveler he's he's not awoken at all yet um his condition seems about the same hmm. i was wondering when you'd be checking up on him uh and he kind of looks at um, you, Riley, and you, Ronaldo, for an introduction. Oh, uh, Dr. Uh, Miller, pleased to meet you. Uh, my name is Ronaldo Colombo. And this is my traveling companion, Riley O'Day. I will, uh, if, if like handshakes are being offered, stretch out. For a handshake. 
and as an offer to shake, he just kind of gives you a, a nod. <laughs> Too that many gems. Yeah, no, no, no. no. If, 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 it was, if, if it was being offered, that's why I had uh, said if uh, not the case, but yeah, just curt nod. And this is my other companion, June. Uh, he kind of eyes the dog and he says, the animals should wait outside. We do have uh, sensitive patients in residence. Very well, you are the doctor. Um, and then Edgar says, these are uh, these are colleagues of my, uh, my associate from Cambridge. Um, they're just visiting for a short while, but uh, they have a little expertise in medicine, he says, looking at you. Um, and uh, Molly's just kind of clears his throat a little bit, like, oh, we'll see. You can tell this, he's like, mm, okay, let's see about I, that. I give him, I give him the whole, um, you know, I, I'm sure your medical expertise far exceeds mine, but I have picked up a thing or two from traveling. And he's like, mm, school of hard knocks, no doubt. Um, Ronaldo. <laughs> But he turns and uh, leads you into the uh, the front of the building. Um, there's like a little, almost like desk area, nurses station type thing, and then it's just rooms. So you can tell that this uh, building is not was not designed to be a hospital. It is sort of a more of a residential building that has been converted and added onto here and there in order to house sick folk. Um, but he leads you down a hallway, takes a couple turns to what was once a bedroom and is now a medical bedroom. And he says, uh, "As I said, the uh, the traveler is not." Wakened at all. No one's come forward with any uh, relation or knowing him, but uh, he's got some swelling inside of his skull, no doubt, uh, that is keeping him in his state. But he opens the door and you can see uh, lying in the sick bed, head is all bandaged up. Um, his eyes are bandaged too. Uh, there's a man. Somewhere in the 30s, it's a little bit hard to tell with his eyes covered and whatnot. Um, he's very pale, got a kind of a waxy-ish look to his skin right now. Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, he's like in a touch-and-go sort of situation. He's breathing mostly smoothly, but his, his pallor and his uh, skin mm-hmm. tone and stuff don't look great. It's clear he's been unconscious for a few days. They're changing him and whatnot and keeping him, you know, as clean as can be. But he's already got kind of a sunken look to his features and whatnot. Hmm. Doctor, did this gentleman have any personal effects on him that were found at the scene of the accident? Uh, he um, <clears throat> he was uh, pulled out of the water, so he had a few effects in his pockets, but if he were traveling with a pack or anything, it was no doubt lost to the river. Um, he had a pocket watch ruined in the water, uh, a small knife. and um, handkerchief nothing really of note in his pockets that remained Hmm. um did the gentleman have any sort of markings or birthmarks or anything like that that were um particular uh that you found during your medical assessment a few moles a couple scars all old probably incidental some tool marks on the hands it might have been a craftsman of some sort um nothing more distinct than that though he goes over and he starts like checking the patient he like touches his forehead um kind of grabs his stethoscope and like you know 
I don't know if stethoscopes were invented yet. He's got a stethoscope, listens to the patient's heart, right? That seems like an old medical device. Um, Um, Doctor, uh, my counterpart here may have some additional questions. Um, May I uh, inspect the patient without touching him? uh, I might be more of assistance if I knew exactly what you were looking for. Sometimes, uh, sometimes things come up as I'm looking. Uh, <laughs> if that makes sense, you can approach. Thank you, um, <clears throat> Riley. You're doing the talking now, bud. All right. The uh, the now just so that I tent in aware, like this bridge was between. Uh, Annsbury and uh, Brancombe. This bridge is. Let me see if it's on my map because the text does not specify. I guess it would also be worth note who found him in the water. This bridge, are you marked? Do, 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 do. The bridge is not marked. The bridge is actually, I'm going to say that it is upriver from Brancombe. Um, <clears throat> so it's uh, it's kind of to the north uh, east of Brancombe uh, along the Annan River. So he was found by uh, villagers from Brancombe and he was brought into Annansbury when his uh, injuries were, you know, too advanced for anybody Possessed, local to yeah. deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The... Uh... Did you already? Uh, sorry, I was sp- I was looking at skills while uh, you were kind of talking. Uh, did you already ask about who brought uh, who found him? Amber just said some villagers had found him. Yeah, um, yep, I, just, I some, had just, just some local about, farmers. Just some local farm. The uh, I, I had just asked about his personal effects. Gotcha. Um, okay. So he said he had a pocket watch, a handkerchief, and um, the pocket watch was broken. Um, and then he had a knife as well. So maybe maybe the make or style might tell you something about where he's from or what his fancy was, but um <laughs> uh these uh farmers and I also I also look back at uh Edgar. Uh wh- when was he the the traveler brought in? Was this about the same time that uh People were out looking for poor Miss Thomas. I looked at uh, at Edgar. Um, this was a few days after her body was found. Okay. Hmm. Can I make Amber a observation roll um, as I'm looking over the patient? <clears throat> Absolutely. So Ronaldo is is looking at this as somebody from the school of hard knocks. So. You know, he is, I know the doctor mentioned like his hands, right? His hands are tool, like tool marks and stuff like that. He's trying to get an idea of maybe who this person was, what they did based on little kind of um, minutia like that. Um, Mm -hmm. He's not so much inspecting the wounds because they're all wrapped and stuff. And he said he wouldn't touch him. So, um, so yeah, uh, I I will say that uh, observation is not the right skill. Uh, per se, because a 
according to the game bo- uh, the book because I've been I was looking at the oh that's mm-hmm. right there's one that's Obs- like yeah so vigilance yeah. vigilance is like scanning so, things and area yeah. observation is like sense motive ish yeah the, there's like three different types of things that are kind of along the same line observation is more of like the sense motive uh, first line when talking to another person or spending time uh, in her presence you can observe to understand what she's thinking feeling or planning oh, okay. Uh, Vigilance is more of uh, area. Your your spot check. Your uh, specifically the first one it says is to find someone who's st- uh, stealthing up to you. For the more you can uh, interpret situations, you are mon- monitoring. Okay. Uh, so on and so forth, and then there is investigation, which is more of like your ser- your like search check. Okay. It, that would be that would be probably what you would like to use. You no, know, I, I would say that uh, investigation or observation will work in this situation because observation is um more social and stuff, though, but part of uh, social interactions and stuff is making reads on people's bodies and things that give them tells like that. So I'll let you choose in that in this particular case. Okay. In that case, I'll stick with observation just because I get more dice. So yep. um, I will roll six dice. I got no successes. So you can push if you would like but pushing, i will push what pushing means you take right. a mental you, you will take, take a, a mental condition mental condition automatically and you get to reroll all dice that are not sixes so that's uh above the skills there's conditions you would take yep. you get to choose angry frightened hopeless hmm. and these are all obviously extreme names for what it is as you get more conditions they all become more extreme so to think so like your first condition taken from pushing in a relatively safe situation. If you take hopeless, it does not mean you are on the floor and all hope at life has gone. You're just feeling grim, you if know, you, about the situation. Right. When you take I will a, take frightened. When you take a condition in your future roles, you'll get <laughs> less dice. Until you recover the condition. Correct. Yeah. Sounds good. Taking and once per um, mystery, you can interact with your... Um, memento? Your memento. memento yes. um if you can describe in a role-playing way how interacting with the memento helps you in some way, ground yourself, recover mentally in some way, you can recover a condition from doing that once in one scene per investigation. Okay. Sounds good. I'll push. I re-roll all failed dice, correct? Correct. I have one success. One success. All right. uh, You're looking at the gentleman here and a couple things that you know is... um, uh, he's been laying here for a few days, so he's definitely lost some weight and he's dehydrated and whatnot. Um, he doesn't have a particularly robust build, though, so you would not think that he is a laborer um, of any uh, particular sort. Like, this is not, a, he's not a farmer or like a dockhand or anything like that. Um, you do note the scars on his hands, as the doctor had mentioned. Um, they're like, they're small scars mostly, like, uh, but they are distinct, um, maybe from using something like woodworking or whittling tools. It might be more consistent and you can visibly see a couple calluses like on the insides of his index fingers and the pads of his fingers here and there. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, kind of a small, small tools trade might be more consistent with what he has done. Um, he's in his probably mid thirties. Um, looks a little bit more haggard here. Could be a little younger if he were in better shape. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a thing you do notice is uh, in addition to the scars on his hands, the tips of his fingers um, look a little, they look a little like a uh, angry sort of um, they're, 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 they're kind of bright pink. Uh, like, like infected almost, or 
not infected, like a like maybe very uh slight frostbite or something would be on your mind, especially from the letter there. Uh they've okay. been they've been aggravated. They're not turning black or anything. He's not gonna lose them, but they're a little angry. Uh the tips of his fingers that stands out to you a little. How about his toes? Uh his feet are covered by the blanket. Hmm. Okay. I do think um as as I have an opportunity, if if one comes up as Riley is talking with the doctor and asking questions, I am going to pull out my hag's eye and I'm going to do a quick cursory scan of him as well. And I am going to touch the patient's hand when no one is looking. I'm going to try my best to simply touch his hand. The doctor <clears throat> grimaces when you pull out the rock. <laughs> it's like, it's just like... <sighs> <laughs> he was not amused by that, but he he doesn't say anything if you're just looking around. Um, he that does get his attention though, and he is watching you kind of closely. You do think that he will notice you touching the hand if you're touching the hand very quickly, though. He may or may not say anything about it. I think what I'll do in that case is if I if I think I can't get away with it without being observed, I will um maybe in Italian I'll recite like a prayer, uh, a proper prayer. And then as I finish, I'll kind of do whatever, you know, the appropriate gesture is and just touch his hand gently. Spaghetti, the appropriate uh, gesture in Italian is like this. Yeah. Spaghetti sauce gesture. Spaghetti. Touch his hand. Bolognese. <laughs> Edgar Reverend... follows up with uh, some appropriate religious gestures. I do not know if he is a Catholic or not. <laughs> no, that's okay. Anglican. They would be Anglican. So, Anglican. Like, okay. I was like, I was like, I know it is Christian. I would say probably, but. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Requiesta in pace. Then assassins creed him to death. Yeah. Doc says, well, he's he's watching you and he says his condition seems to be unchanged from what he was when I last made my rounds. Mm. If there's uh, any other questions or anything I can help you with, I do think we should let the patient return to his rest. I, think I, I go like I'm going to say something and then I'd stop. And I say, um, you're doing good work here, doctor. Thank you for allowing us a moment of your time. He gives you a nod. <laughs> and we didn't discern anything further from that interaction, right? <laughs> okay. Nope. Alrighty. Uh, the doctor starts to walk from our kind of gestures to the Exit the room and begins to walk with you. Was there anyone else in the hospital? Uh, there are several, uh, what you would assume would be patient rooms. Uh, a couple of the doors are closed. A couple of the doors are open. You have not seen a physical person, though. Um, it is possible there are people in the rooms that you just haven't seen, though. Uh, just the one nurse for staff that you have noticed, though. Okay. And I haven't heard any people either. No coughing or anything like that. All right. Riley, anything else you wanted to do, bud? Before we meet up with our companions at the wagon? Just went to the wagon. Is that where you want to have gone, Jess? Just gone back to the wagon. We've just been standing He's just there. pouting in the wagon. No. They're like, <laughs> No, if you wanted to check out the local inn um, to see if there's any gossip there. I would suggest, however, this time we separate. But uh, I think... If you'd like, like to don't check cramp out the my end. style. 
If you'd like to check out the inn, I am more than willing to talk to some folks as well. Yeah, let's say we've done that. Just, just we don't have to role play. We could just roll to see if we can pick up some information. If that and se- have separated to do it, I'm I'm okay with that. If that's cool, Amber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be, I believe, in... probably investigation that's checks. Investigation. Yes. Yeah. Actually, it's ranged combat. <laughs> so anyway, I started blasting. So uh, one success. Also one success. Right. So uh, while perusing the ends, uh, you have the opportunity to get some dinner if you would like. Um, modest prices. You all have even the brokest of you can afford like the, the bowl of brown <laughs> or whatever they have uh, just on pot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all of the people that you kind of managed to mingle with at your respective inns um, are local to Annensbury. They are not from Brancombe. Uh, they do have some gossip about the murderer in jail, though. Um, it, it becomes clear to you that they don't know Billy <laughs> at all. None of them are speaking from a place of like, oh, he was a good lad. He was this or that. But like, I heard that. Oh, I heard we have our own, our very own like ripper in jail, like countryside ripper, just mutilating young women. Um kind of scandalous things and a couple people like oh man i hope i can't wait to see his legs kicking sort of thing like (sighs) what a monster um Mm. i heard the girl was a sweet girl you know that that sort of thing um it is mostly just gossip and speculation what you would say though um you gather that uh billy has been in jail for about two weeks almost two weeks wow okay wow yeah but like like a week and a half almost two weeks um Daisy's body was found like three days after she disappeared. So, <laughs> wait, was so, he taken before her body was found? No, he was taken after her body after. was found. So, if that I would may, have put her death at about two weeks ago. If I may, uh, while doing this, uh, they sound like pretty much like judge, jury, and executioner, and it's really just because like simple country folk and like something happened in their town. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to sow seeds of discord there. And just be like, so, but don't you find it find it odd that he was arrested and now these animals are disappearing and this man apparently fell off a bridge and was injured and, you know, he could be the murderer for all we know. He could have killed this girl. Nobody even knows who this man that is. That jumped from his guilt. Yeah. Right, no, jump, I'm just going to just like fuck with their heads as much as I'm going to try to get the rumor mill kind of like moving in like another direction just for fun. Amazing. Go ahead and make a manipulation test. Uh, I'm really good at this. So... One success. All right. I'm going to note that down. Uh, a few of the people you're chatting with kind of bite into it. And they're like, oh, you know, yeah. like I never thought of that. Or uh, they have like their own little bit of speculation to throw into. Um, a few of the folks like they'd heard about some cattle, like a cattle uh, killed or two. But they uh, you kind of like play up the mutilation and like even though you haven't seen it, gore of it. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize there were so many dead, you know, like and a few people like could be a wolf. And then they're like, yeah. Oh, no wolves in Annensbury, you know, like that sort of thing. And you're able to sort of play with that. No one Excellent. says anything about the weird winter that's out there. They have not experienced it. Nobody says yeah. anything about it. If you bring it up, they're like, oh, and sort I don't. of didn't care anything I just about wonder. that. Yep. Nope. That, nope. Uh, the, okay. A little bit about the cattle killings. Uh, they seem to be aware of fewer than Edgar has indicated there has been. Yeah. Uh, and not quite a, as aware of the kind of gruesomeness of the killings. Makes sense. Um, most of this speculation revolves Billy, how horrible the Makes poor sense. body of Daisy was found, 
him being some sort of ripper, that sort of thing. They don't seem to know anything about the winter and they don't um, know like the extent of the cattle killings and whatnot. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, Some of the people in Annensbury also, um, they speak a a little bit poorly of the people of Brancombe. There's a, there's Mm. a degree of like, pot calling the kettle black sort of thing they're like we're in annensbury like we have a train stop you know like those yeah. are ignorant yokel hill folks <laughs> yeah. sort of thing and there's those a little are, bit of that like, going like on here people being like i'm from warwick not west warwick yes like, exactly yeah. even though yes. like most of the people here are farmers there are a few that are tradesmen but like yeah. they're not much you know <laughs> they're not that different mm-hmm. actually but they do um, so it's rural iowa basically same population <laughs> yeah population of rural iowa all right, so uh, you do a little bit of a pot stirring there. Uh, did yeah. you um, want to do anything in particular to Eleanor or just gathering the sort of same just, just talking quality to of rumors? Yeah. yeah. Yep, and uh, the rumors are pretty consistent at both establishments. Distinct lack of knowing anything about the frost. Um, about the... Uh... Oh, we went to the same place. We're just separate. We just went to the okay, same place. Okay, just pretending though. not to know each other. Yes, okay. correct. Yep. Correct. Gotcha. Yep. So same sort of vibe. Uh, pass a little bit of time there. Uh, how long are you staying? Are the uh, are the gentlemen going to end up coming looking for you when you do not appear at the wagon? Or are you going to meet them there in like a reasonable time? I don't I'm know. I'm going to try to keep track of a reasonable. Actually, you know what? No. Uh, uh, Rosalie's going to get caught up talking to people. I imagine being there just for like a meal. So like an hour. I don't know how long the other folks took, but. All right. Um, if there Rosalie is no will, further questions, Rosalie will have every intention of only being there an hour, and at some point look around and realize that Nora is gone, and be like, "Oh, I have to go," and then like she'll be late back to the carriage. All right, uh, Riley. If you had any further questions for the doctor, uh, <laughs> let me know as you as he's now walking you down the hallway. Yep. Uh, same thing for you, Ronaldo. If not, um, so far your <clears throat> visit has only taken like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think Riley has any more questions for the doctor and more towards, uh, I guess it would be both Edgar and the doctor because it's relating to the area. Uh, it's more of like the location of this bridge. And did you guys ask the doctor about Daisy? Because Daisy also would have been her body would also have been brought here. Mm -hmm. Good point, Jess. Oh yeah, that that is a good that's, point. Yeah, yeah. I compl- I honestly completely fucking forgot about that. So yep, yeah. That's, yep. Okay. Doctor, um, or go ahead, Riley. You're doing nope, the talk. Nope, nope, nope. You have the you have the better talky skills. He's the suave, uh, experienced. Yeah. <laughs> Riley's strictly an observer, like pretty much. Maybe maybe Riley, you can see if you can look over his belongings, if possible, if the doctor's willing to do that. That that's what I was kind of uh, I was gonna say, but I remembered that like we found out what it was. But uh, if if the doctor will allow me, if I could look over the traveler's belongings to kind of see where he's uh, been uh, come from, get a gauge of his style or whatever, you know. You can tell that uh, the visit is wearing on the doctor a little bit, but he takes kind of a breath and he's like, it's just a few items in my office. And he kind of changes route to his office with you all. Can I talk to the nurse at all about the body of the woman that was brought in, Daisy? 
uh, yeah, if you want to stay behind, um, the nurse is back at the reception area and, um, the doctor is walking with Riley toward his office. You could probably stay behind and now would be a moment where he wouldn't think much of it. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I will put on my very most sincere, uh, cause I am sincere. Um, um, uh, nurse Jane, I understand that one of the locals from, um, what was it? Brun- Brunstead? Brancombe. Brancombe. Sorry. Brancombe. Um, a young girl by the name of Daisy was found dead. It's Hard. the talk of the town. Were you there when her body was brought in? Uh, I was uh, working. I did not have a chance to see the body. Um, from what I understand, it was in quite a state, and the doctor wanted to uh, preserve as much of the girl's dignity as could be. He did the examination himself. Hmm. And he had nobody assist him with the examination? No, I, I'm i the only uh, nurse on staff. There's like a local midwife who sometimes helps if we have like a sickness going around, but... Um, I I've never assisted with um any sort of autopsies. Mm. Mostly just tend to the sick. Was she a <laughs> friend of yours? Were you a friend of the family? <clears throat> I can't say I've had that pleasure. Um but the events surrounding her death are related to the reason why we're here. We hope to find some answers and in doing so again restore some dignity to Daisy and her family. I wish I could be of more help, but I didn't really see anything. Did the doctor seem shaken at all after the autopsy? Uh, he's, uh, well, the doctor's pretty upset about it all. Um, more so that the, uh, from what I understand, the inspector seems to be ignoring his, his advice. The doctor is of the opinion it was an animal. Um, and I believe a, a boy is still in jail for the crime. So that's not been going well. <laughs> she laughs. Uh, doctor's gone over to the police station a few times these past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Very well. Well, um, nurse Jane, thank you very much for the information. Um, perhaps I'll talk to the doctor, um, about it here in just a couple moments. Of course. I'll wait for uh, the doctor to come back in. As we're walking out, I'll kind of just, uh, oh, I almost the forgot. Nurse, the nurse goes about, she's making herself a cup of tea. She makes you a cup of tea also. Uh, I will politely decline the tea and tell her if I have any tea at this hour, I'll be up all night. Insert old man excuse. She's like, of, of course. <laughs> the garbage, garbage water. Don't know why it's just Ted Lasso, except for TT's awful <laughs> garbage water. <laughs> um, as okay. I guess when the doctor comes back, uh, Amber, I'll I'll just as we're walking out the door, I'll be oh, um I'm gonna hit uh Riley first. Yeah, yep, go ahead. Uh Riley, uh you and Edgar continue on with the doctor to his office. He opens it up. The office is nice, well kept, the furniture is in good shape. He's got a few bookshelves with some medical texts on them um it seems to be it's the office of a serious physician (laughs) despite the fact that he works in this little podunky town and serving the podunky villages he seems to take his craft seriously that is your first impression from the office uh but he walks in and he's got uh there's like a little closet he opens up and he's got a few boxes in there and he pulls out one of the boxes and he's like 
Uh, this is the traveler's possessions, just a few items I mentioned. Uh, pocket watch is not in working order, but feel free to take a look if you think that may help uh, identify him. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, doctor. I'll just borrow your desk for a moment. I'll uh, open the box and I'll start to uh, kind of comb over the possessions. Right. Uh, you start picking through the possessions. And while you're doing that, the doctor kind of speaks with Edgar a little bit. He's like, so these are colleagues from one of your associates from Cambridge. And Edgar's like, yes, yes, my uh, my associate uh, Oswald Williams is a professor of anthropology, I think now. Um, and uh, he's just sort of like, He's like, ah, and are they also uh, graduates of Cambridge? He's like, sets of these guys, but Edgar's like, oh, no, no, no. They uh, they have uh, similar research interests, but they are, you know, from a different educational background and expertise. And he's just <laughs> trying to roll it a little bit here uh, without lying or anything and covering for the fact that he, like, does not know you guys. <laughs> yep. Talking more about Oswald <laughs> when he can. Um Riley, as you're picking through the possessions, um, it is, as the doctor said, there's a pocket watch, a small pocket knife, and a handkerchief. Uh, the handkerchief is of common cotton material, uh, not particularly fine. Um, it does not monogrammed or anything like that. Could be anybody's handkerchief. Uh, the pocket watch is of good quality. It's good steel. Um, it's not of like any sort of like luxury brand or anything like that. The handle is wooden, and it is worn smooth from use. Um, the pocket watch is, uh, it is nice, but it's not like, um, it's not like this is a, it's nice as in it might be, um, sort of like a family heirloom for a well-to-do family, not nice. Like it is a rich person's pocket watch, yep. um, that sort of thing. There is no photo or anything on the inside. It's, it's well-kept, but not pricey. Correct. And it, it, it's, it's well-kept. Um, it's, it's nice. It's not like a cheap pocket watch. It's yeah. just not like, it's. To a to a well to do craft craftsman family like this is something a father would proudly pass down to his son sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, as I'm kind of looking over the uh, items here, I'll just ask the doctor just like uh, if he is from this village. It. And uh but yeah, he says, uh, I am not. I am from uh Bristol, actually. Um, and I did spend quite some time in Cambridge. Getting my education. But um I had the opportunity to open a practice here, and the people of Ennensbury and the surrounding villages were in need of a physician, so here I am. By the uh the the how you keep your office, you seem very proud of your craft. And it shows. He's like, I am. I take uh, the practice of medicine very seriously. Um, I do believe it is one of the ways forward, progressing as a society. And people all over need help, as rustic as they may be. Um, do I notice anything no, nothing too peculiar about the items, just common. Nope. Uh, water damage in the watch. It's still got yep. moisture in the glass and stuff. It yep. took a dip in the river. <laughs> yep. 
Just trying to think. Oh, I, I would I would definitely know being a uh not quite related craft, but instrument maker having to sometimes work with water damage. I'll I'll just say it's like to with the the stuff, it's like, yeah, I, I can't quite reason with this. It's a, uh it all seems common, but maybe keep the pocket watch in a warm and dry location for when he wakes up it seems like he cares uh, for this watch a lot so it dries i will have uh jane uh get some rice perhaps <laughs> i need <the> rice <laughs> riley ask about daisy like so about the murdered girl. <laughs> yeah. do it now, as as I'm like putting away the 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 stuff in the box and kind of leaving the watch to the side, uh, in all candidness, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. to be yeah, to be perfectly candid. Yeah. Uh, we are not here to really just uh, look. Uh, look into this uh, traveler, but he is an interesting thing. You are here to ask about Miss Thomas. Yes, that is why we have... And he just kind of looks at you for a moment. <laughs> hey, I was genuine. <laughs> it, we we were just seeing if the traveler was uh, connected in any way. Don't uh, You don't like the Winchcomb boy for the murderer. I mean, from all we heard, it seems like an animal has done most of the deeds. Uh, it, from what uh, Edgar has told us since we arrived, she was uh, her body was found outside of a out of a cave. Uh, which kind of leads me to question: Does that bridge that the traveler is walking on lead to that cave? It does not. They're not particularly near each other. Okay. Um. Well, I suppose if uh, one were being pursued by a vicious uh, large animal like a bear, one might jump over a bridge to escape it. <laughs> Could also just as easily have been an accident, though. No point in speculating that far, but I can tell you, Miss Thomas, I do not know of any implement man-made that would cause such terrible injuries as I observed on that young girl's body. Do you believe the animal to be a bear? Was it that, uh, that, uh, those injuries that large? Yes, the, uh, the injuries are consistent with claw marks. Uh, wolf would not have been able to produce such damage. Uh, wild cat seems wrong for the, uh, damage to the bones and whatnot. I know that bear are not, um, bear have been uh, thought to be extinct for some time in these parts, but perhaps one could have wandered down from farther north. I, I've given the inspector my reports, and I have expressly stated my belief that it was the attack of a large wild animal, such as a bear. 
don't know what more I can do to convince the inspector. But had the Winchcomb boy committed the murder, he would have been covered in blood. I would have had to have used implements of some custom design to create such injuries. It would have taken quite some time and the sort of devious and very ill mind of a London ripper, if you will. Mm. Not something we have in excess of in these parts. <laughs> the I think the whereas I don't believe it is right that the young boy is being blamed for this. Uh, it does seem on their part uh, easier to blame and easier to kind of put ease to the rest of uh, the people that it was a single person and not a large animal that hasn't been seen for in these parts for a while and maybe not be able to be tracked or hunted easily. I understand the skepticism when it comes to extinct animals in the area and such attacks, but. Oh, no, that that uh, that isn't quite uh, what I had meant. I apologize. I, I meant it would be easier to say this Rather is the person who's doing it. Rather have an answer than a current Correct. pressing problem. Correct. And it, I, I fear that may be the case with the police, not so yes. much the people of Brancombe. And he looks at Edgar for that, and Edgar just kind of <sighs> sort of like nods a little and sighs a little bit. And uh, that is why we were asked to come in. Because uh, being such a small community, eyes can be deceived by feelings. Oh, he kind of sort of raises his eyebrow, nods a little bit at that, like an objective mind will not go to waste, certainly. Perhaps you'll have better luck convincing the inspector to see some reason. Uh, unfortunately, that may have already passed as our other associates <laughs> went in and were promptly uh, and promptly left. It could have been worse. They the could have never left. <laughs> though, though I am not sure if they had inspect, uh, if they had spoken to the inspector uh, yet, or they were just denied entry into the building. It seemed very quick. It is a late hour. Well, if, um... again, apolo- I apologize for the hour of our arrival. It took a little bit longer for us to get ready than we were expecting. Well, he goes about and collects the um the patient's effects again and puts them away. And then um he says, it is a late hour. I must be turning in for the evening if I'm to be well-rested for the patients of tomorrow. Edgar, please come next time for dinner instead of before, instead of after it. <laughs> and Edgar's like, sorry, I was in town to pick my associates up from the train station and he just sort of gives that dour little nod again and leads you out of the office um he sort of pauses as you rejoin uh ronaldo and he, he says um one other thing and uh he looks at jane for a moment almost like he doesn't know if he wants to say it in front of her and then he just goes ahead and says 
it does appear some parts of the poor girl were eaten, I would say. Organs and such. Don't quite make young Winchcomb for a cannibal. Any specific organ? Yeah, I was just going to ask what organs specifically. Uh, the uh, organs in the lower gullet, some uh, some intestines, some liver was missing. Um, and again, I, I do say eaten rather than surgically, however amateurishly removed. <laughs> eaten. <laughs> hmm. Jane is just like, <laughs> did the do you know if the locals or anybody did any searches in the cave or surrounding area where they found the body? Um Edgar says uh I don't know if they actually entered the cave, the uh the holt. It's a old Meg's holt, is what the locals call it. Is it's not very large. It wouldn't take much to do a sweep through it, so Perhaps they did, um, but I, I can't be certain. I have not heard. I guess when we're finally away from the doctor and the nurse, I'll ask Edgar if he knows if the if the animals were similarly missing their intestines and livers and that stuff. Um, as you are uh, saying goodbyes before you have a chance alone with them, Edgar, you know, shakes the doctor's hand, bids good night. Um, outside, you hear a howl. Is it June? Sounds like June. Not that you've heard her howl more than maybe once or twice in your entire life. <laughs> I will run outside. Ronaldo bursts outside. Um, not hard to find June. She is standing in front of the door. Um, and uh, she is alert. Uh, she doesn't look like vicious, anxious, or anything like that. Just very much all primed. Like all of her is on. All of her is awake. Um, her hackles are a little bit up. Her ears are perked forward. Um, she appears to be done howling, though. Just the one long, almost mournful bay that you had heard. And now she is just waiting for you. Mm. I, oh man, I almost want to ask the doc to check on the on the guy and see if he is still alive. I will, I will. But I'm going to, I'm going to lean into the superstition thing that the doctor hated. And I'm going to say, doctor, call it, call it um, the school of hard knock superstition. But would you be so kind as to perhaps check on the stranger? Going to need another manipulation test for that. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, Seven brother. dice. Two successes. He, again, grimaces. His patience is running very thin with this nonsense, and you did figure him correctly. He does not like the superstitious nonsense my, at all. I will say my face is very serious, though. Uh, his face, yep, it, it thins. He sees this kind of seriousness in your face. Uh, Jane kind of looks back and forth between them a little bit, and he says, um, uh, Nurse Jane, if you wouldn't mind just doing one more check on the patient for the evening. She says, of course, doctor. And she heads off down uh, the hallway there. Uh, Edgar is uh, looking toward your dog and kind of peeking around the open door to see if like there was any ruckus or anything. Just like, what, what's going on? Uh, 
the nurse rounds that corner um, and you hear like a door open in a moment later. She, she's like running back. Her footsteps are very quick. She's like, doctor, we need you. Um, and he gives like, mm. he pauses for just a moment and meets her eyes, Ronaldo. Like, he's not expecting this. He's like been shocked. He's been challenged. There's a lot in that. And then you just see like work mode go in and he mm-hmm. goes around the corner and he's like, apologies, you'll have to show yourself out. And he heads around the corner. I look at Riley and I say, I believe our work is done here for the evening. Yes, let us, uh, let's meet with. Sorry, brain fart. Uh, Let's, let's meet with the the ladies back at the wagon. Very well. And I'll just pet June's head and kind of give her a hug and then get walking. She falls into pace beside you at your heels, as always. Um, Edgar looks a little like, what's going on? He's a little mixed up by these events, um, but he waits until he's outside with you. And then he says, is everything all right? You're uh, What happened? I look at Edgar and I say, I, it is impossible for me to know definitively, but um, I have a suspicion that our stranger is no longer for this world. Edgar holds her gaze for a moment, and then he looks down at June. And I say, I'm happy I said a prayer for him before we left. He looks um somber, but he sort of like tucks his coat and he says, well, hope that you are incorrect, but I suppose the news will reach us soon enough. Uh, hopefully Dr. Mellers can... Can attend him. And he looks kind of again at your dog. And then <laughs> we should find your companions. And uh, it's dark now. Get on before it is too late. The attacks um, on the cattle do take place at night. Lucky us. We're with the safest escort in town. And I just, again, just pet June and just give her some loves. All right. Um, they do eventually find you. Uh, they find you if you're going to be like an hour or so, uh, at the nearby inn. Wait 10 minutes for you. You don't show up and then they go looking. Mm -hmm. Um, but you see your, your companions appear in the inn. They're looking a little bit worried. They relax a little bit when they, when they see you. Um, they don't, uh, rush you. Edgar doesn't rush you too much or anything. Uh, just kind of comes over and he's like, uh. Is the evening uh, going all right? Are we uh, wrapping up here? Yes, I believe we've gathered everything we needed. We struck out with the inspector, but I'm I'm not sure how much we would have gathered anyways. Um, we didn't strike out with the inspector. We inspected out with the sergeant. Well, we never even got to the inspector, but um, right. from the sense of it, it seems the inspector, from it, what it sounds, no one has really visited Billy, so... Whether or not we would have ever gotten in. The inspector has been notoriously difficult. He has even denied me access <laughs> to is that, Billy. Is that unusual for have you worked with the inspector before? Um, I'm happy to say there are not a lot of criminals who require jailing in Ennisbury in our community. But yes. in the past, there have been a couple and I have always been allowed to uh, minister to the needs of their souls. This is a rather large crime compared to the past, though. It is our first murder. 
heinous, if you will. In my time, at least. Um, but I do. Uh, what did you say, Ronaldo? Anus? I said heinous. Oh, but heinous. I was hoping you would hear the emphasis on anus. Anus. I heard nothing but anus. So <laughs> I guess so. Yes. You are about done with your meals. Um, I do think we should get on the road. Get back to uh, Brancombe before it is too dark. Was there anything else, Rosalie? No? All right. Yes, we can We can finish up here. Hopefully you all had better luck with the doctor. Riley can fill you in on the information. We, yeah, we update. <clears throat> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, on, on the on the right. He gets there. you back to, into the coach. You, uh, Edgar, drives the coach himself. He doesn't have the co- coachman or anything, but you are all welcome to the cab. Um, well, it is a mile and a half to Brancombe, uh, down. Not the smoothest road in the entire world, but it's smooth enough for coach travel. A little bit Rhode bumpy Island here is. and there. Oh. Um, and you can see like uh, the sort of hills rolling by. Um, in the moonlight, <laughs> dark, quiet. Uh, you hear the song of crickets here and there. And ahead, you see the tiny little lights of the village of Brancombe dotting the night. Really, really small town. Um, it's got like a few main buildings sort of thing. And then everything else is just dotted farmsteads into the distance at different places. Um but you have enough time on the little mile and a half ride to catch each other up on anything. Uh, is there anything anybody is reserving specifically from each other, or do you pretty much tell everything? Yeah. All right. If you have any last uh, plans you wish to make or speculations or anything like that during the coach ride, you may do so. If not, you will arrive at the vicarage um, where... Edgar is happy to show you to your rooms, or if you prefer to stay at the Shepherd's Rest, it is right down the road. I think it would be best if we all stayed together. Are we, like, rooming up, like, boys and girls? He's got three There's rooms. There's three rooms. So, somebody's rooming up. I would leave boys with boys or girls with girls, or Edgar will have that kind of pale, like, oh, no, but won't say anything because he's polite. <laughs> I would prefer to room by myself, but... Mm. Well, the good news is you can't. There's there's three rooms. I could. Only two of us have to share. (laughs) Ronaldo's like Montreal all over again. Trust me. (laughs) Some fucking prima donnas up in this bench. I I would prefer a room on my own, but I'm happy to share. I'd rather hope we could bond a little. You know, sister time, Nora. I will We've tell Edgar thank you for the bonding time. I offer to stay at the inn. Oh, well, there you go, too. Free up some space in the house. That's very kind of you, Ronaldo. Thank oh, you. no, I will. I'll stay at the inn. You stay here, Ronaldo. Oh, that's very kind of you, Rosalie. Lovely. Perhaps we should just go two and two. Perhaps half of us should stay at the inn and half of us should stay here. Split the party. Split the party. party. Just in case anything happens, I'll have to run through it in two different scenes, back and forth, constantly. (laughs) Yes. Or I I don't mind sharing a room with someone. I'll share a room here in the vicarage with you, Ronaldo, if you want. (laughs) I think you're safe. (laughs) Safest room in the house. I look at I look at uh, June. 
<laughs> Fair enough. And he's like, well, uh, yeah. there's one of the rooms is here. <laughs> one of the rooms is here. Uh, and, uh, I can- Riley just crawls into Edgar- Edgar's bed. <laughs> Just bare ass naked, just lays down. On I can his uh, bed. fetch some extra blankets and cushions for those of you sharing. <laughs> I prefer to steal them from my comfortable and sleeping companions. Oh my goodness! Uh, he, he gives you a quick little tour around the the vicarage. You know, very very simple. There's a couple extra rooms that he's converted. One of them was like an office that he's moved a little cot into and stuff. Like it's not a big place. He okay. shows you where the kitchen is, um, the outhouse out back, that sort of thing. Lovely. Uh, there's a well. Um, they do have a kind of pump-drawn water. Um, oil lamps for light at night. Uh, it is a humble place, but um, all of my amenities and comforts are yours as my guests. Thank you so much, Edgar. I appreciate it. Yes. Does he have any nice. religious stuff on his walls? Uh, yes, he's got like the crosses and stuff that you would expect. This is a this is a big ridge. He's a a reverend. <laughs> Um, he also has quite a few books, you notice, like, uh, there are books in all of the guest rooms kind of scattered throughout, um, and a lot, they're not all religious texts, a lot of them are, like, kind of anthropological or folkloric in nature, he seems to have an interest in it. Oh, I'm gonna peruse the folklore sections that he has while we're there, while we settle in, yeah. As you're doing a little bit of reading before, before nighttime. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder... He's got, oh, the tome you've picked up is a tome about, uh, the Standing Stones, um, Excellent. In the area, it's a little more detailed than the one Riley had flipped through. I wonder if it would, it might be early. I wonder if it would be at all wise to send word to Mr. Hawkins to look up anything related to like cold, large, large creature with claws and eating. At this point, we'd probably have to send a telegram in the morning. Correct. It would be, yeah, a, it, it would be regardless a of how you send it, it will leave till morning. Yes, correct. Yeah. I just wonder if it's early or if that's something we should pull soonish. As I'm reading this book, I'm just going to casually say to Ronaldo, because I imagine it's kind of like sitting in the room, I'm just going to say, um, so Ronaldo, um, a little confession. Uh, sometimes I um, I sleepwalk a bit. So if you hear me getting up and, and walking around, just uh, please wake me. Will do. Thank you. Um, who's Meg? I ask Ed, Edgar. Meg. He she thinks for a he says, I, oh, you were talking about the Meg of uh, Meg's Holt. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a uh, local legend of sorts, a uh, superstition about old Meg, um, the witch that our local uh, saint, Saint Biren, had supposedly vanquished. Um, I'm trying to think of a good time, like, say, 300 years prior. Some three hundred years ago, um, Meg's Holt is the uh, it is the cave outside of the standing stone that has her namesake. Wait, we learned something about Saint Biren. I wrote down Saint Biren turned creature into stone. Yes, yeah, uh, that, that was old Meg. That yeah. That's that's old Meg. Mm-hmm. Old Meg is the is the witch that was turned to stone. Mm. Okay. Yes, uh, notorious witch of local legend. Uh, one of uh, the saint's miracles was the vanquishing of. Old Meg, uh, in the ending of her tyranny, I uh, I uh Daisy's ask... body was found not far from Old Meg's Holt, if I am correct. I have not visited the site myself, but I have heard that much from the townsfolk. 
I uh, I ask him, I'll put my hand in my, I'll kind of casually put my hand in my pocket and I'll start like kind of feeling the, the hag's eye. And I'll say, if the stone is ever destroyed or worn, is the witch's spirit set free? Uh, it, it could be. I've read um, some similar folk tales about uh, other standing stones in the region, and um, some of them do involve the creatures being set free by the destruction or damage of the stone. Hmm. If you believe in such things, so you know how local history is. <clears throat> oh, yes. <laughs> Folklore. But, um, I'm sure there is a, a reasonable explanation for, for such things. He says that like he's not sure, but he hopes. <laughs> nice. Is it cold in town as we ride in? Or is it just kind of like that, like late late fall, like late spring, kind of like muddy cold? Or is it like winter cold? Uh, it's a little nippy now, but it's the kind of nippiness of night. It is not um abnormally. It is cool for June, but still possibly June temperatures. <laughs> okay. How far is the cave from here? Not far. It is. Do, 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 do. Tell me where the rock is in distance. Ish. Yep, I think it tells me. One of the things I love about this book is it tells me things in metric and in US whenever it gives a measurement. It's so nice. Both meters and bald away. eagles. It is. Oh, I have to estimate distance because this map doesn't have a distance thing. It is three hundred. I am meters. gonna say. I just mean like it that. is like maybe a um, three quarters of a mileish outside of town, uh, near the Thomas Farm. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Are you looking to see the Holt uh, in the site of where Daisy's body was found tomorrow? I think that would be a wise idea to <clears throat> before we get to speaking with the townsfolk, just kind of see this area uh, for ourselves. He's like, I think that is a think that is a good approach. Um, if you. Uh, you're welcome to have breakfast here at the vicarage, but if you wanted to go down to the shepherd's rest, you might be able to find um, a local who will serve as a guide, maybe see a few of the um, the sites of the cattle mutilations as well. I'm, I'm not quite sure when those were, were performed. Exactly when did the cold set in? Uh, around the time the cattle mutilations started. So a couple... Few day, days, few days after Daisy's after. body was found. Okay, and uh, it it comes and goes. Um, it'll be a cool June evening, or even a warm June evening, and then the temperature will drop dramatically. Uh, I've seen frost on the windows a few times, uh, and then it will pass. Sometimes uh, these incidents have been uh, mostly in the outlying farms. I haven't noticed anything in town, but. I did experience it once myself um, when I was talking to the witchcombs at their farmstead. It's very uh, it's concerning. I understand why people are afraid. 
Um, if there is anything, my room is down there. Please knock if you uh, require anything of me. Uh, if not, I'll, I will see you in the morning. I am up with the sun. And um, <clears throat> if there's anything I can do, any information that you need, please call on me. Rosalie will save her sleepwalking. She won't say the sleepwalking thing until they're ready to like yeah that she didn't like casually private, say that in the middle of the conversation their, yeah in their yeah, private just, room just between ronaldo and yeah her yeah right um and it says that uh one more thing uh i do have a uh housekeeper who comes in to the vicarage and helps clean the uh the church and whatnot uh you might see her around uh mrs hopper so don't be alarmed if you run into her tomorrow hopper hopper yep h-o-p-p-e-r Damn, lots of NPCs. There's so many. This is like yep. a small fraction of them. <laughs> I'm like yeah. uh, scrolling back and forth constantly through all these entries. Uh, but have a uh, good evening. Hopefully some undisturbed rest. Good night. Thank you. It's each of you good night. Thank you. And uh, heads off to his chambers. So Riley, are you bunking with Edgar or the extraordinary Eleanor? Because you're not fit in an <clears throat> R room. No, there's no, three rooms. There's three there's rooms. Three. The prima donnas, the prima donnas yes. get their own. Me and Riley get two, our own room. The two poor people get to sleep. I'm also poor. So three spare rooms, you're saying, Amber? Yes, there are three spare oh, rooms. Oh, okay. Three spare rooms, one of which is like an office that he's moved cotton to. He's like, yeah. Okay. The, uh, I, I assume uh, Edgar would be taking the office in cot. Oh, he has his own room. Yeah, he's actually uh, staying in his yeah. own room. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The office and cot is for one of us, which I will happily take. I guess I'll take. He does. The, he the does provide um extra there. bedding for uh, <laughs> Ronaldo. Bedding and Rosalie. cushions for Ronaldo and Rosalie. He's like, you know, so the gentleman can sleep on the floor. Rosalie will actually just be like, don't worry, we will keep you up. She'll play into his fears. Oh God! Uncomfortable, <laughs> <laughs> like okay. <laughs> not, not, not like directly, but with like double entendres. And yes, like, yes. Don't worry, we you know, keep you up. As and, like, holy folk go, this one is not the worst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's taking little... he's taking it well, oh. considering. Yeah, yeah, but not as well as I do. Oh. Uh, <gasps> <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Got him! Bada bing! Hey, what a face! All right, folks, uh, you get your sleeping arrangements settled. If any of you have any closing scenes as you are bedding down, uh, you may do those now as our outro. Nope. Like I said, Rosalie would just at that point say, that's when she casually casually says to Ronaldo, by the way, I sleepwalk, wake me up if you see me do it. Uh, and that's it. Uh, I don't think I have anything. I just kind of close, lock the door. If it doesn't lock, I might block it, but that's about it. I will look at June and I will say, let's all have a quiet night tonight. Okay, girl. She gives you just a little. Alluding to her howl from earlier. Yeah. And then she, she settles on the floor, um, kind of like facing a window, just sort of like her eyes up, looking out the window toward the, the moon kind of hanging over the quiet sleeping village of Bradcombe. Are there, are there any holy symbols in this room? Because if not, yep. I might snag one. Okay. There is a, there is a cross. There's a cross in every room. 
Just one. Mm, it's not perfect. crosses everywhere, but there's one cross in every room. You're like, and I'm gonna take this. <laughs> Between that and and uh, Ross is like, I'm gonna turn Doom's them collar. upside down. Yeah, I was just <laughs> like, Ross is like turning the pictures of Christ around, so they're like facing the wall. <laughs> I think, um, I think Amber, you said we can use our memento to get rid of one thing at one yep. point during an adventure. Yep, yeah. you just have to have a scene um, where you describe your either what you're doing and with some kind of like internal experience uh, with why. It refocuses, resettles, reminds you of your goals, whatever it does for you. And it doesn't reset all of them. It just resets one tick. Correct. Correct. Okay. I think um, then what I'll do is uh, as I'm getting ready for bed and laying down, um, my hand goes to the butterfly necklace. And um, I guess I just, uh, I kind of close my eyes and I just think about, um, think about like a happy moment that I, that I had um, with Lily uh, under a bridge on like a warm, quiet evening before things went to shit. And uh, I just kind of think about that moment and then I just take deep breaths and I kind of try to sync my breaths with June's as my head is like resting on her. You said a bad word. <laughs> did you? I'd say a bad word. He said shit. He did say a bad word. Oh, did he say shit? Yes, he did. Uh, oh, got it. it. And uh, June's familiar sorry, steady breaths. Uh, before you know it, your breathing kind of falls into that deep, steady rhythm with her. And you think of that nice, peaceful moment with Lily. Um, and then you think of Daisy Thomas, a girl who you know almost nothing of, except she was just a girl. Um, a young girl with her whole life ahead of her and you perhaps find a little bit more resolve knowing that she also has people missing her and loving her to put this to an end. I love it. And uh, we will pick up two weeks from now with the continuation of our investigation now in the small village of Brandcombe. Got some mutilations to investigate, some murders, a lot of locals with opinions and thoughts on the subject and where oh where will our investigators go that's right keep your friends close and your intestines even closer very very good <laughs> cool. that'll be our ending keep where your friends I? close keep your intestines closer I love it <laughs> keep your intestines inside you preferably just close <laughs> not inside you just close as long as you can see them you're good <laughs> run and carry them that's right Alrighty, everybody. Thank you again for joining us on this stream. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, this is going to be one of probably three mysteries that we'll be doing on Basin. Um, each one will probably be several, three or four sessions, we would imagine. Um, feel free to check us out on all the different social medias. Uh, we are also on um, pretty much any podcast uh, groups. Please also give some love to the uh, our basement ginger, Rainy, uh, on Rainy Plays Games. Um, you can also basement find ginger. him on, on any of the podcasts and social medias as well. If you have any questions um, or just want to give us some feedback, anything like that, give us a shout out. Please feel free to email us um, at dmsafterdark at gmail.com. Uh, we usually do a pretty good job of checking that. Um, and gosh, other than that, I think that's pretty much all we got. I got what to do with your intestines. Small thing. Oh, small thing. Riley. Small thing. Small thing. So, so, uh, just for forewarning, if you are with us tonight, uh, this Sunday, 
if you are going to Gen Con is the Gen Con sales tickets, or if you haven't, uh, do not know of it. Uh, if you are here and hopefully nothing gets sold out, though it does seem like this year is going to be a big year. So Monday, if you're watching this on YouTube, go and buy your tickets. Uh, next Friday, this upcoming Friday, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go and buy your tickets. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe even run into us. We'll have swag again this yeah, year. If you I find think... us in the wild, I will give you something that's half branded. Us... <laughs> yeah, more than half of us will be there. Uh, so maybe we'll see you. Right. Pop yeah. by the Chaosium booth if you're at Gen Con and tell them how awesome and rad we are and how they should sponsor us and offer us millions of dollars. <laughs> millions. Millions. Of dollars. <laughs> or Free League already ponied up free stuff, though. They're awesome. Yeah, po- yeah. Free League ponied up already. Free League is phenomenal. We love they them. They have, yes. Oh. Love their stuff. Uh, yeah, so until next time, keep your friends close and your intestines closer. Closer. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Good night, y'all. Good night. Good night.